0: Bronte, is Thursday the 25th of March 2021. This is The Gap, episode 558. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe is here, and uh, I thought it was going to be a bit of a slow week, Joe, but we got a lot going on. I we spent, do. I spent so much time watching four-hour movies this week that uh, I didn't get much time to play games, but it looks like you've been hammering through a bunch.
1: Uh, I also watched a four-hour long movie, but I also... <laughs> I am uh, dedicated to the cause of this podcast. I'm not some fucking right. sloppy layabout who just lets it all fucking go because you've got one fucking four-hour movie to watch. No, not me. Not me, dear listener. I am here for you, okay? Every week, day in, day out, at least for a couple of hours, uh, I am dedicated to the cause of talking nonsense about video games, unlike Luke. That's, that's right. You heard me. Campaign. Job for president uh, of this podcast. Prime Minister. Yep. Premier. Uh, I don't know which one, one of them. Um, we'll see. I bet you in a couple of weeks... Grand Puba. In a couple of weeks, I'll have fucking won this shit. I'll have won your votes. and It'll be just fucking me and whoever I decide is allowed on it. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, I did watch the movie. Uh, I liked it. I mean... It's a thousand times better than the other one. Um all like what it made what what it did was made me realize how bad the original cut was. Hmm. What a fucking like cause when I watched Justice League originally, I was like, eh, That's pretty bad. Uh that I I Uh, it didn't make a lot of sense and the CG looked really bad and, like, they sort of... I don't know. It didn't feel like they treated any of the characters with respect. Like, it was a two-hour film where they were just sort of treading water until Superman could show up and then he did and it was almost like the rest of the fucking movie was pointless. Um, (laughs) That wasn't the case here. Like, they actually... Yeah. Did some decent stuff. Uh, it would have... I think it could have been two movies. I think it probably should have been two movies. It
0: was supposed to be, right?
1: Was it? I think it never was.
0: It like, was originally... Remember, it was supposed to be part one and part two? And they... Really? They changed that plan?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: When, when they first announced it, it was supposed to be two movies. Right. I don't know... I, like... <clears throat> I don't know if it was like that particular movie that we've seen was supposed to be two movies. Right. I don't think it would have. Mm. But... The original plan when they announced it was it was going to be two movies.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well. Yeah. I didn't like um, didn't like Flash at the start of this cut. Probably, I, I probably liked him less than I liked him in the Whedon cut. So I think right. if Joss Whedon does anything well, apart from <laughs> harassing uh, his actors, it's uh, like that sort of levity and I think Barry Allen was done very well the terrible shit I remember him doing the Batman in the Whedon cut that can fuck right off Uh, I do not I'll never understand what he was doing with that shit where Batman's just sort of I don't know, Ben Affleck's character from fucking Jay and Silent Bob. He's fucking Holden Caulfield or whatever the fuck his name was. Um, yeah, like, I'll never understand what he was doing there because that was fucking stupid. Uh, but, yeah, right. Barry Allen I thought was very likable in the Whedon cut and I did not like him in this one until about, like, I don't know, eight hours in. And then I'm like, oh, okay, no, nah, it works. I would watch an entire movie with this flash like I would yeah, why you're going it. to be well the <laughs> thing is right all it made me think about was why haven't I already watched an entire movie with this flash why haven't I watched an entire movie with Cyborg uh, like yeah. I don't understand why they didn't do the basic legwork and then this movie could have probably like it had to, it should have been two movies I watched it in two mm-hmm. parts um, we quit uh, like stop watching at the two hour mark at what felt like the end of a fucking movie right like there's that they have that that first uh Justice League fight Sand Superman uh against uh what's his face, Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. And that ends and that is literally i think it's like two hours and four minutes in because like that finished and they were all standing there like uh on the back of this the, the fucking bat crab and they're like climbing and then it sort of breaks and it's like part four i'm like all right we'll pause it there and i looked at the fucking time it's like 204 and there was another 204 left i'm like that is the exact halfway point that is a two hour long movie we just watched like what the fuck is going on here? Why didn't they just make this two movies? I don't understand. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think if it were two movies, I think the second movie would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been it would have been more coherent because they weren't trying to cram in an entire Flash movie and an entire Cyborg movie into uh, a Batman and Wonder Woman movie. Uh, hmm. that, that would that was the first movie the second movie was more of a Justice League movie um so yeah I think it would have made more sense um but yeah what' you think how would you go with it would you
0: yeah I you liked feel? it I, I think um off the top of my head when I reviewed uh when I keep track of my movie lists I think I put the original one down it's like one star right um and this one I'm i uh, am I'm leaning towards like a three and a half, maybe yeah. three. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot uh, a lot more. Obviously, um, I'm okay with the runtime. I know a lot of people have been pretty like upset with the runtime and oh, yeah, I don't agree with that room. feedback. Yeah. Um, like obviously this film is never going to be a four hour movie at yeah. cinema. Because they they're all about making money, and if you've got a long movie, that's less money they're making because it's less seats they can have and less sessions yep. they can have. It, you know. Um, but this was a thing where they said, "Hey, you can make this go nuts," and so it's a streaming service, right? You can have yeah. the thing be as long as you want, and and I like the complaints about it as well, about it being too long. Like, how many fucking people out there? Like binge Netflix shows, like in two days, that are, <laughs> they sit there and watch like twelve hours of Netflix in two days. Yeah. I just don't understand that. Um, how you go from this movie is too long. I'm not sitting down and watching a four hour movie. To I will sit there and watch twelve hours of fucking Bridgerton. Was that the last big Netflix show that came out? or <laughs> Whatever. Never watched it. Um, <laughs> yeah, never watched it. It's got. It's, you know it's got to I
1: mean. be an expectation set type thing, right? Like, I think. With a few rare exceptions where you just lose Mm. yourself in a TV show. Uh, I can't even think. Uh, Maybe Doom Patrol. Um, Where I just watched, me and uh, my wife just watched the entire fucking first season all at once. Because by the time we got to it, it had already come out. It took so long to get to Mm -hmm. Australia. Um, And yeah, so we watched all that in one go. That was unexpected. We weren't prepared for that. We watched some sure. Doom Patrol. Uh, oh, sorry, we watched some Teen Titans. And then uh, I my, my brother told me that Doom Patrol was better or something. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a look. And we watched like one episode and mm. Brendan Fraser's in it. And I'm like, hey, right, let's just watch the next one. And then it's fucking like four o'clock in the morning and we've watched like the entire first yeah. season. Um that's an exception. Most of the time, if you're going to binge something, it'll be like, you know, when everyone told me to watch Tiger King, right? I'm like, okay, well, that's it. That's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to get fucking drunk as shit and then I'm going to get hung over his balls and I'm going to sit on my couch and watch Tiger King. And then I binged all the Tiger King. But I was like in that mindset to watch all the Tiger King. Whereas I don't True. think. You know, going and ex- you don't necessarily expect to do that with a movie. I think it sets a different expectation in your mind. You're like, "Oh, I'm going to watch a movie." Bing, bang, boom. Uh, you know, if if I'm going to the George Street Cinemas, that's plenty of time to catch up on emails, make some phone calls, uh, probably talk to my friends. You know, anything that yeah. t- involves using my screen a lot. You know, because that's what you do in the George Street Cinemas, uh, apparently. As far as I could tell, based on everyone around me. Uh, right. Yeah. That's 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 but, movie time, right? Like it's it's not right.
0: Real time. But like you said, this film is split up into parts. Oh yeah, they're literal s- chapters that you can stop watching at and come back the next day or come back in a couple hours time. So I just don't, I don't, know, I just don't agree with that criticism that yeah, um, movies need to be a certain length of like. Oh no, time I or- I
1: absolutely agree with you. I'm just saying, yeah, I think there is like it's a mental thing. There's like an expectation mm. element uh, that makes people. Um,
0: feel that way for me i guess some of the surprising things were the the amount of stuff that was because the rumor was always like that um joss whedon came in and, and reshot like 90 percent of what zach Snyder did yeah and rewrote a bunch of it yeah and like you see scenes here that have been that were in the Joss Whedon cut that are in this that have been reshot and you're like why did that even need to like, be reshot why would you, <laughs> like, yeah to make like, one choice of dialogue yeah. um or and so some
1: dumb throwaway line or something yeah um, and and then that's, there's, that's there's what, I think that's what Batman got a lot of in that Whedon cut oh yeah i remember right like he was a much more serious like character in the um Snyder cut and he was this fucking, like I said, he was fucking holding whatever the fuck his name is, sure, uh, from the Chasing Amy universe <laughs> in fucking right, um, yeah, like he was just a ugh, awful.
0: But there's awful. even like the stuff that when I watched the original Justice League, mm. and I saw moments in that film where I was like, oh, that's a Joss Whedon bit, but then watching this and being like, holy fuck, no. That was something Zack Snyder wrote and put in yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and it was all the funny bits, like yeah. the the bits that I actually the thought the funny, funny whereas, yeah. like the the um when like I think if his Flash asks is like Bruce Wayne what he's superpowers and he's like I'm rich or yeah, something yeah like that or the um the the one scene that that I like from the Joss Whedon cut that's not in um the Zack Snyder we're obviously talking spoilers at this point like sure. too late uh, is the that scene you were talking about with the Steppenwolf fight and Batman says to Flash like he's he's very nervous about um, going into this like he's never been in a fight before like this is the first time we've met Flash he's like I don't know what to do and Batman says to Flash like just save one person you'll know what to do and Flash goes in saves one of the guys that have been captured one of the scientists yep. comes out rescues him and then realizes oh I've got to go back and like start yeah, saving right a bunch right. more people. That's the one scene from um, the Joss Whedon cut that I really liked. That's not in in this film. Oh, I think in... was.
1: Did you like rewatch the movie or something?
0: I re- remember I rewatched it. Um, oh yeah, like, I think I yeah, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, you did, yeah. a couple months back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so,
1: what about the start? Th- that's the only thing I remember liking. Uh, I thought, and I was surprised. I was actually really surprised that it wasn't in. The Snyder cut was that uh, that opening montage um, with the with the Leonard Cohen song. Um, yeah,
0: I I mean that dude is like Joss Whedon is like trying to copy a Zack Snyder Snyder scene. That right? was, I that, thought that, that was a Zack
1: Snyder. I, I thought that was Snyder as fuck because I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, here we go, fucking <laughs> slow motion Snyder and his fucking boy Leonard Cohen up in up in this shit again. Um, yeah. It's all slow motion. I saw on fucking did you see this shit? Uh, IGN calculated, uh, and it uh, it was it was like fucking twenty one minutes, twenty four mm. minutes and seven seconds of slow motion in Zack Snyder's Justice hey. League.
0: I am all right with that. He does he does good slow motion. <laughs> it looks good. So uh, the the I'm fine with it.
1: The flash uh, introduction was was very and worth being in it was slow very, motion. I mean, slow motion,
0: yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. The, the last 20 minutes, the prologue, fucking hell, I want to see that. Like, yeah. To, to me, that felt like, obviously, that all of that stuff was stuff he shot re- recently. And uh, that felt like a, hey, I'm going to give you a taste of what I was going to do moving forward. Like, obviously, it's never going to happen. But here's a little snippet of what I wanted to do. And I was like, fuck, give me that. Like, I want to see that shit.
1: Here's something else that might be controversial. Unless they come out and say that that version of Jared Leto's mm. Joker is what was supposed to be in Suicide Squad, I never want to see the A cut of fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> there is no way that will be... I, like, fuck me. At least after watching Justice League, I was like... Yeah, I mean, I guess at least at least we'll get more Wonder Woman movies. After watching Suicide Squad, I was like, I cannot believe it's still going. And my my wife was like, "What? No, it just finished. The credits are rolling." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, you know, this is gonna haunt me forever. Like, this is it, right? This is this. I'm gonna fucking think about that awful fucking final fight. Or Will Smith." I'd never seen Will Smith phone it in before. I always thought he was like he'd bring it all to his fucking roles. Not apparently not. Will Smith will phone it in, and you can see it. in Suicide Squad fucking awful. Fuck. Jared Leto in that fucking well, spoiler alert, but uh, in the epilogue was fucking <laughs> rad. Yeah. Uh, the
0: the like cool shit. <laughs> like and like Batman swearing yeah. and being like I'm gonna fucking <laughs> kill you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I want I want to see that film, please. Yeah. I don't want to see whatever they're doing. Like, I I'm okay if they're doing like the they're rebooting Batman and Superman again and doing a flashpoint to somehow get to that, it seems like. But yeah. um like I still wanna see Zack Snyder finish the Snyder verse or whatever you want to call it. Just have it be like a little self-contained thing and let him do it. Just give him money. <laughs> I feel like at this stage people want to see that but it could be too late right I I think that Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are probably not interested anymore
1: well no like last we heard Cavill was like was gutted that he wasn't going to get to continue to be Superman Um, Mm.
0: but yeah I believe Ben Affleck's done even though he came and reshot a bunch of that (laughs) film recently yeah which is nice of him um nice yeah man, I, I liked it a lot I, I started rewatching it last night again um because i didn't watch it in 4k the first time because hbo max is terrible <laughs> over here they're not very good at uh, having it on certain platforms um yeah, right so i'm I've, I've got it in 4k now yeah. uh and so i was i was about to rewatch it it my wife was like should i be watching this like is this something I should watch? Because oh. um, she was like ducking in and out as I was watching it, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, who's? Who, why is this person in here?" And she's like, "Should I watch this with you?" Uh, and I was like, "You can watch it if you want, but we'll have to do it on the weekend." So, uh, so I stopped watching it last night and um, get back into it on the the weekend and and go again and see if I change my mind about this score because it just wasn't as um, didn't look as nice. Doesn't look as nice as, as 4K, but. The aspect ratio I thought was really cool, the IMAX format. No. No, was it? You didn't like it? No. 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 Maybe you should get an old TV and then watch it on that. Watch it in glorious,
1: what is it, 720i? 540i? 540i, I think. That's what the SD is. 540, I think. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Probably. Moving on.
0: Anyway, yeah, I liked it.
1: Video games, just
0: sad. sad. Have you have you seen the like the T shirt that they released years ago about like what that story was supposed to be and where it goes? It's bonkers. That the what the T shirt? Zack Snyder like released a T shirt of what the story of his vision was for the next film or the next two films because it was never going to get made. <laughs> it's insane. Wait,
1: <laughs> T shirt like if what the blue thing you're wearing. Yeah. And it, what? And it detailed had a bunch of
0: had a bunch of pictures in there, right? And like people have deciphered what those pictures mean and like what the story was going to be,
1: right? Okay. Okay. Weird. To you gotta look it, it up. A t-shirt, but yep. Okay. Fair well, enough. Yeah. Anyway, alrighty. Video there you games.
0: Go. There's a lot. Um, yeah. <clears throat> might kick things off with the EA play. Oh yeah, That uh, is now available for Game Pass members. Mm. Um, you didn't get a chance to, it uh, looks like, uh, play any EA Play Games this week? No. Because it looks like people were excited for that. Um, anyway, I did. I played some games that I haven't played before. So I fired up Need for Speed Heat, which came out...
1: I hovered over I be- installing Need for Speed Heat. I was very close to installing Need for Speed Heat, and then
0: I played something else instead. So, yeah, we were there. Uh, right so there. it came out in November of 2019. Uh, this is the. It was developed by EA Gothenburg, which is that Ghost Games. Were it they was, renamed? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I've been there. I've been to that studio. Right? Is it in, cold in Gothenburg? Yeah, fuck it, it's cold. Holy shit.
0: Cold as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I played a bit of this. Um, it is a game set in an open world uh, racing environment where you are playing in like two different um, like time time zones, like a, a night and day cycle, uh, and the day cycle is where you're doing legitimate races and races in. Professional events and earning money uh in order to buy upgrades for your cars or buy new cars and and that sort of stuff. Um whereas the nighttime races uh, where you are earning reputation, which allows you to level up uh your character and progress further in the story to unlock more races and that sort of stuff. And uh you're Sort of evading the police during nighttime as well and b- building up your heat level. Uh, and that allows you to do these other like underground races. That the more heat you've got, the more multiplier, the reputation you get. And so you sort of level that up quicker and, and quicker. Uh, and at the end of the night, you go and bank that reputation and you take it into the morning with you. And now you've got, you know, all these extra cars on or like uh, extra. Um, stuff in the garage that you can use to upgrade your vehicle and that sort of thing. Um, oh yeah, I don't like it. You don't <laughs> like game, it? That's, sort of, <laughs> that's, I mean, right. the, the it's it, it's got this big focus on this in like cops, police, tra uh, chasing you around tracks and sure. trying to get you. And, um, I believe putting spike strips down, I've never seen one about, but I've heard them talking about it, like okay. the you know. Yeah, Those classic. really good hot pursuit type Need for Speed yeah. games, trying to replicate that. And I think the issue here is why it doesn't work is because it's an open world or an open, you're in a city or like open areas, you can kind of free roam wherever you want to go. And so you're doing races, and sometimes like the cops just show up because you've driven past them really quickly. And all of a sudden you're trying to complete this race and it'll be like a circuit race. And now you're getting T-boned from the side for a car because like those classic need for speed gains were usually you on a one lane road going from point A to point, point to B, point, right? Yeah, yeah, And trying to avoid them. Whereas here you're doing like loops and weaving in and out of different parts of the road or like, uh, you know, not necessarily, it's not like a track per se, but there's different ways you can sort of get there. And so you're getting like, fucking police coming out of nowhere just like smashing you and and that sort of thing it's just not not fun it doesn't i don't think it works here um especially in a circuit situation where you lose a police officer and then you're finding them again because yeah. you're on a circuit that goes in a you know a little loop um so i just don't think the police the heat i guess the heat aspect, you know building up your reputation and trying to get more police to chase you that just fundamentally doesn't work in this type of game. And so I got pretty bored of, um, the, the police part of the game entirely. I mean, I've always liked, uh, what Ghost games did with the pop pursuit reboot and, and like how those really brought the need for speed game back to its roots. Um, and I think it was most most wanted was was one that uh, about a decade ago or so that was really cool as well, but the now most it's wanted just reboot
1: or must be the most wanted reboot, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the because we're the Criterion shit,
1: right?
0: one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back Criterion changed to Ghost Games. I think I can't even remember at this stage. But Fuck it's so me. the going.
1: original Most Wanted came out in two thousand and five. Right, it was two thousand and
0: twelve. Yeah. Good lord. Um, that so yeah, I just don't that
1: fucking gif of Matt Damon turning into an old man.
0: <laughs> I remember, it's I deep. remember Need for Speed. Ah, no, not the reboot, the original one. No, not that one. The, not the 2012 reboot. <laughs>
1: oh God. And just Hot Dog Pursuit got rebooted as well, right? Like, fuck. Yeah right oh, Jesus.
0: so yeah i'm i just don't like the police aspect of it i don't know why like I, I don't think the open world really adds anything you're kind of doing the looking for billboards and smashing through them um finding speed traps and driving through them really quickly yeah. but in terms of the like why is it an open world there's not really many cars around it feels extremely barren and empty um like it doesn't. You're you're in this city driving around. It doesn't feel like a city. Right. It's it's almost like a uh, town. It's a, well, it's it feels like I'm on a movie set or something where like nobody's actually there at the moment. Right. Like they haven't yeah. put everyone in, um, and so it's just uninteresting. Like the location that I am in at the moment is not exciting or really anything that I haven't seen before. Like when you play a. Um, the king of these sort of games at the moment are the Forza guys, right? The Forza yeah, uh, Horizon. Yeah. Horizon. I'll go with horizon because I think that is more the more interesting game. But like those set pieces and the the places they take you, like immediately you're like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Like everything here looks so cool. Whereas in this Need for Speed Heat, I am just it doesn't look any like it's not interesting. It looks like stuff that I've seen before. It's I'm in a in some generic city that um looks like any other city that I've, I've sort of driven in, in these types of games. So yeah, kind of just disappointed because I feel like this game reviewed pretty well. Um, I don't know. I like, I didn't read the reviews. I don't know like why, uh, people sort of liked it as much. I just, um, like it's seven point something on Metacritic and I just don't, I would have probably gone a bit (laughs) lower than that at that point. Um, Anyway, so I played that. I'm pretty pretty much done with it at this point. Like just not not my type of racing game. I don't think they've done anything interesting with it, which right, is kind but of disappointing. The,
1: the only question anyone wants the answer to is how yeah. is the soundtrack?
0: Um I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything interesting on there. Like that for me personally, um because I did nothing, nothing really stood out to me. Like, oh, I know this. Like, this is a thing I've heard before. Um, but uh, yeah. So obviously, it wasn't that exciting. Moment. I don't no, know.
1: No. Need for Speed Underground. I think no, Need for Speed no. Underground no. had the fucking best. Right? Really? I think. Yeah. That was the one with uh, Little John and the Eastside Boys. Get okay. low. And. Uh, sure and asian dove foundation was it like fortress europe yeah fuck that song slam that i think that or was that maybe that was underground uh underground 2 maybe it was underground
0: 2 mm. right mm. but the i like, uh, sorry there on. was a,
1: there was a there was a, a little while there where um yeah like underground underground 2 most wanted spectacular soundtracks all of them yeah
0: right i think um the last one that i remember that had a really good soundtrack i think was shift two that uh took a bunch of existing licensed songs and then like remixed them and i remember that um i think it was shift two but it had um yeah it just had like a bunch of really cool songs on there that had been remixed by like notable people in the industry i'm just looking now it could have been this one but it's got names like Mick gordon worked on it um uh so it could have been that one i feel like but i could also be wrong <laughs> anyway it's i feel like it's been a while at least that need for speed games had a, a decent soundtrack that was oh, like yeah it's pretty
1: good cool. sp- nfs soundtrack.com just lists every single soundtrack <laughs> for all all of the fucking games <laughs> oh yeah! Fucking hell! Jeez, that's huge. Okay, I can't. believe. Oh, it might have been
0: this. Hot Pursuit. I'm looking at now. It could have been Hot Pursuit. A Hot Pursuit reboot. Yeah. Um Oh yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's that's pretty good. Pendulum, Bad Religion, nice.
0: Yeah, no, this is, the, yeah, this is the one. It's the, it's Hopper uh soundtrack. Yeah, it had a bunch of uh, really cool uh, licensed tracks that they like, remixed. Yeah, Deadmau5, um, Pendulum, yeah, Benny Benassi. Nice. Uh, anyway, uh, Need to Speed Heat. <laughs> I mean, if you've got Game Pass or EA Play, for like a racing either. game, yeah, maybe, maybe play something else. Maybe <laughs> play Forza, because that's on Game Pass. Uh, much better experience.
1: Yep. yep. And and play um, the NFS soundtrack.com in the background. So you got the fucking the good soundtrack. Experience. Best of
0: both. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh the other game that I've been playing is uh Joe Gure's game of the year for 2019. I don't remember. Anthem. Um I never played I never bought Anthem when it came out. Uh, after the um the demo or the beta or whatever it was that we played. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't really interested in checking out more. I felt like it was too, um, I just felt like there's too many problems with it. But then you came back and were gloating about how good it was. And I was like, "Fuck fu- get the fuck out of here with this shit.
1: Every single I remember- time I got to fucking listen to you, fucking play this same fucking drum. God damn it. That's not how it oh, went yeah. down. I went to oh, Japan. Yeah. I said I had a lot of fun. I could see how it would be fun. I desperately needed to have more content. Otherwise, I'm worried that I don't, won't have the legs. And somehow, somehow, this has been turned around into me fucking loving the game. Even though I was extremely quick to shit on it uh, oh, as yeah. soon as it came this out. Is, and this I is from
0: Judgurai. Direct quote, it says, Anthem is awesome. This is on Red Redbull.com. You can go check that out now. It is the last sentence. This <laughs> is the last three words of this preview. Anthem is awesome. <laughs> Taking me
1: out of context. It's, it's, Here no. we fucking go. It's fake news is what it is. Fake news from the fucking man himself. The fake man himself. Unbelievable. Um... Yeah, that's not all. That, that that isn't fucking what I said. Pretty like, sure it is. Yeah, I'm looking at th- it right it now. It was like 2,500 words in that fucking preview. Doesn't matter. Three of them.
0: I, I, the I last three of them, I where anthem is it. awesome. Get the fuck
1: out of here! I literally yeah. I, like. I got accused of being a hostile interviewer because I kept asking the fucking producer. About yeah. how the content was going to go, and how the like how how their content process was going to go, and all that kind of stuff. Like,
0: hmm. all right. Um, so anyway, we talked about this game a couple of years back. Uh, I did listen to the um, the uh, podcast sure. today. Sure, about what we talked about. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, you didn't like it. Um, when it came out, you said you were wrong. You've never been so wrong in your life. Uh, <laughs> you should listen to me more often. I think that was a direct quote as well. Here we go. Uh, but anyway, uh, Anthem is now available on uh, Game Pass as well. So I, I thought I'd check it out because I never got a chance to play it. Jump in, see what it's all about. Um, <clears throat> there's some stuff in there that I really like. The um, movement system in it, the, the way you're sort of like... I don't know Iron Man basically <laughs> you're flying around in this uh this me- mechanical suit that is able to um sh- have all these sort of abilities you can shoot rockets at people there's ultimate abilities you can put down shields and that sort of stuff depending on what type of uh what do they call them I-, I was gonna say juggernauts but it's not juggernauts um anyway what type of suit you end up picking there's like a bunch of them that have different more recently than me is it, I'm thinking Jaegers for some reason, but that's from... That's... That's from... Whatever, <laughs> event, no. Uh, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> um, fuck, we're good at this. Yeah, that that uh, that robot film. Um, anyway, Javelins. The Civic Grim. That's what they are. Yeah, I was close. It was a J, a Javelins. Uh, so you pick these Javelins and there's different classes of them. There's like a heavy, light, medium, uh, that sort of stuff. And uh, you get abilities. You're able to... Uh, Get two different types of weapons. You're a dog. You're a dog.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) I finally (laughs) found this fucking preview. Holy shit. I said, uh, I need to fix these issues prior to launch. I hope they do because when it's all going as planned, Anthem is awesome. You're such a dog. You're such
0: a dog.
1: I cannot believe (laughs) you've done this.
0: Uh, Anthem is awesome. (laughs)
1: It's not a complete <laughs> sentence. Fuck, is. that is such fake news. Oh,
0: fuck. <laughs> I didn't write it. You wrote it. I, All yeah, right. Yeah, I know what I'm. Fuck. You, you should have written Anthem Could Be Awesome. Not Anthem Is Awesome. Anthem Is Awesome. You're, uh... <laughs> You're a bad editor. That's what you need. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, the the actual movement system, flying around that sort of stuff is really cool. Um, the the animations of it, like dodging mid air, looks awesome. Uh, but you you sort of combine that with the combat in the game, which and that's sort of the disconnect between. So I feel like is is like one um, you've got this fast paced moving f- flight system, but you don't really do anything with it. It's very much like just a way for you to get from point A to point B. It doesn't seem like there's any reason for you to be like uh, using your combat abilities while doing this flying around. Like there's obviously ways to get in and out of fights and disengage on on uh, boss fights and things like that. But otherwise, it's just like a generic shooter. You're just sort of sitting on the floor. Um, Occasionally you can use your jump pads to uh, like boost out of the ground and, and get to the sky to stop, things from attacking you um but there's no like direct connection between them like using them together to do cool shit it's just it's just there it it just feels more like a a way for you to get around in this giant open world really quickly um so that's kind of disappointing um i i really like the uh the combat in it though like the using your abilities and and doing these like combos um you you talked about it in the podcast about them being like primers and um and like sort of hitting an enemy with one thing and then hitting them with another ability and the two combine and cause like an explosion they connect to each other yep. and, and and cause like some sort of effect and i think that sort of system is really cool um and having played games like destiny recently and uh and like outriders i really prefer the the Abilities in these types of games, like a Anthem and a Outriders as opposed to what Destiny does. I just feel like Destiny has just no flair, or it just doesn't look cool or any good when you're doing these cool, like awesome things. They're just so bland, boring. Um, whereas in these games, I feel like they've done an awesome job of making you feel like a badass when you do some of this stuff, and they look really cool. Um, and also the gear that you're getting affects a bunch of those abilities as well. And so you can, uh, you can find loot throughout the world and you're not always using the same sort of, uh, ability. It kind of changes things up. So like I had a venom dart at one point and, and, um, that gave, gave me a uh, sort of like this heat seeking missile that would attach to somebody and then start doing like venom damage. Um, And then I could throw a grenade at them and that would combo with the Venom Dart and do like super damage uh, and that sort of stuff. And so you can sort of experiment with the different types of loot that you get and like combo these abilities. And I think that is a really cool system. Um, But yeah, I just don't find the uh, actual combat like going around and shooting things that engaging. It's very much fairly stale. Like it's just hordes of things coming at you most of the time there's no cover-based shooting um a bunch of the enemies that at the start of the game at least i'm played like six hours that yeah. like i can sort of just hover in the air and they can't do anything like they just because yeah. <laughs> they melee you and like well yeah. I'm just gotta float here then you can't do anything and so they just kind of run around the ground and so that's not engaging most of the stuff kind of just runs at you mm-hmm. and um will just try and hit you um there's a couple of like neat boss or like elite enemies that it throws where it's got weak points and there's like a dude with a big shield that's protecting a bunch of these um uh, weak points and you sort of got to get around them to try and hit those points uh but i've gotten to the point where i've killed like a bunch of them now that it, it just doesn't seem to be it seems to be too slow in like dishing out different types of enemies and making me think about these fights so uh it's it's super repetitive um a bunch of the missions that i've done are very samey like finding glyphs on walls and activating the glyphs and then flying from one point to the next and then finding this little uh tower thing on the ground and then standing next to that for 30 seconds while it it gets a signal and then go on to the next part like it's it's all very the same right um it just seems like they maybe tried to go for that games of a service. Like Destiny was being like, we need a Destiny thing. How do yeah. we do that? And they've put a bunch of stuff together, which is sort of cool. Like, again, like I think the the flying stuff is cool. The combat is cool. But they've gotten a really good way to work together. And then the rest of the, the world is like interesting and um, flying around, all that sort of stuff is fun. But the combats, like fighting things is just not not any good. So um, yeah. that's a huge bummer. And it's sort of interesting to think about how they could have uh, fixed this. Like, cause they were trying to fix it, right? They've been yeah. spending a bunch of time on it and they've really uh, just thrown it away. And I feel like that's a could be a bad mistake. Um, like Bioware doesn't have a great track record. The last couple of games they've made,
1: yep. um,
0: like they haven't made a good Bioware game in a while. It's been a long time. Um, And so for them to sort of just ditch this, which was supposed to be a games as a service thing, and just be like, well, we'll just cut our losses and screw it. We'll just uh, go to the next thing is kind of disappointing. Um, Because there there are cool things here.
1: Knowing what you know, knowing what you like in it, what would you do?
0: I think the hub needs to disappear. Fuck off, yeah, 100%. Yeah the Get rid of the, that the idea absolutely yeah Destiny was doing a bunch of that and they really got away from it um, like you, you had the uh, um, the tower right yeah. and the tower was the place that you went to to yeah. be like hey look at my cool shit I'm glowing yellow or whatever um, and that was their their uh, like where everybody is and they get to look at your stuff in order to sell more stuff so you look at someone and go, oh, that thing is cool. How do I get that? Um, and that's where their incentive is, right? Otherwise, yeah. the tower serves absolutely no purpose. It's just a hub for people to look at other people and be like, that it's shit's cool. It's a menu yeah.
1: drop down, except you've got to fucking walk to every Run from one point to another. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a pain in the dick.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. And in, um, in this game, it serves as a place to being a first person perspective. So you don't even see what your character looks like. Cause you're out of the javelin at that point. <clears throat> yeah. So none of, that, none of that matters. Um There is a forge or some sort of yeah. area that you can travel to and you can interact with other people. I don't really understand that. I never go there cause I don't know what it.
1: Wasn't it for is? like customizing your javelin or some shit?
0: You can, yeah, but you can do that back at the main base anyway yeah. so i don't really understand what it was for i never went there um so i but i think the main problem is that it's you're going back to this main f- the fort you're getting your mission and then you're going back into the the main menu to be like i want to go on this mission now and so then you go back into the main world yeah. to fly around in and there's this massive disconnect between you finish a campaign and then uh it taking you back to the fort, finding another mission and then going back into the main world and you're sort of like jumping in. Yeah. Like you said, the the uh, the fort is a menu where you're selecting a mission but you're just, instead of you selecting a mission and going and doing it, you're running around and getting the mission and going. So that,
1: like the episode of Community where uh, the Dean gets a VR machine. Hmm. He's like running around and he's super happy to like climb up a filing cabinet so they can delete a single file. And it's like, if, like, I, I can just do it with a mouse click, like, that, have right. done it. I would have done it by now. Instead, you're doing all this extra shit. And right. The Dean's enamored with it, but the Dean's an idiot. And, yeah, anyone who's... Like, I think, I think the whole idea of that fucking city hub area was to give BioWare an opportunity to do the shit that BioWare's known for, which is, you know, that... Uh, interesting storytelling. storytelling, right? But they never fucking did any interesting storytelling, so it just wound up being yeah. this huge, pointless waste of time. So yeah, get rid of that. Right. <clears throat> Combat wise, I- the one thing you like is the same thing I liked, which is the combination of fucking uh, skills and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I assume you'd want to do something like that, right? Like you you'd want to go down that path uh focus on making every fight require that sort of stuff which would probably hamper solo play somewhat but at least it would make for every fight somewhat interesting or at least yeah. intriguing. I think the
0: the biggest issue of the game is it's got flying in it. Like right. the, and that makes it so hard because you get there's no cover based shooting. There's no reason to do cover based shooting because you can fly. And yeah. so when you get into a situation where basically everything kind of just runs at you yeah. um the way you get out of that situation is you fly and you get away and you or you backpedal and yep. fly out of there. And so I think they've really got themselves in a weird spot. Like, how do you make that engage in combat? Because I think the... Uh, you look at... I think Outriders will do a better job in combat because it's got a cover-based system. Our des- not Destiny, Division 2 or Division. Like, when you are going through levels, you are in cover-based combat yep. and you are forced to move forward. And like... Clear out an area, go to the next piece, cover like, and and that sort of thing. Whereas this is like little arenas, like little pockets of you just zipping around, and it just doesn't work.
1: Even in the like, I recall the preview session I did. They had like snipers that would shoot you out of the air, but I think Mm. that might like they may have jumped us ahead, quite a bit. They just didn't get to that stuff to make it it pose a threat threat fast enough. Uh, flying also ruins the only other thing, you know. If I think about what makes me really enjoy de- my time with Destiny, it's the uh, incredible opportunities for uh, puzzle platforming in a cooperative uh, combat, high tension yeah. environment. And just flying fly, right? like, pisses that away <laughs> as well. So, yeah, I like yeah, flying really digs them pretty deep in a lot of ways, mm. uh, which yeah. Is what they yeah. have to do something about to actually, yeah, uh, like move on and fix the aim. That's right. that'd be the first thing you'd have to change.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know how you do that. No, uh, unless you like, there has been an area or two where I've gone into and like flying is disabled. You can't fly here, Yeah. and it's like uh, okay, unless you do that in every area, or yeah. in which case. What are you doing, right? Yeah.
1: If if flying's always disabled except for a certain areas, then really you're just enabling flying sometimes. Because that's a that doesn't really pay into the everyone's an Iron Man fantasy thing.
0: Yeah, because they do have this heat uh, build yep. up mechanic where if you fly too much, you overheat, but. That doesn't it doesn't factor in anything. Like you fly for ages. Manage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fly too easy. Through
1: a waterfall or some shit, and you back yeah. to back to being good.
0: Yeah. Some of the complaints that I guess a lot of people had, and this is something I noticed when uh, when I was playing, is the loading screens. Like the loading times were just horrendous. Uh, that's been completely fixed. Um, takes about ten seconds to load your initial um, mission when you jump in there. And then uh, sometimes you'll go into like little uh, dungeons or uh, areas that are sort of gated off. And and that used to take ages to load in and out of. That takes about three seconds now to to go through a screen. Um, So that looks like they fixed all that stuff. Um, Game runs really good. It's got DLSS support in there now. So I'm running it on like 1440p. It's getting between like 80 to 100 FPS. Looks looks awesome. Um, And... uh, yeah, I think, like, it really makes, as as Outriders is coming up to release, because I, I do want to play that game as well, because um, I like the aspects of that stuff. But it really makes you, I think The Division 2 is just, like, um, has done such a good job of this, like, doing games of a of like, these types of games, like, loot-based games that require you to... Um, uh get to the end and then be like all right now what do we do like they did such a good job of being like we're gonna have end game content in there because yeah. i remember one of the things you talked about um about this was like uh, sorry about anthem was there's no like end game it was sort of coming later on yeah and um i know a lot of games that have come out that are these similar styles that have like you finish it and you're like all right now what and i think the one thing that i remember when we went and previewed the division two they'll talking about I was like we're gonna have end game content from day one like there's gonna be a bunch of stuff you can go and do and uh it's gonna feel like you know you're not just finished and like now what i do i gotta grind until the next um expansion like and sort of just do the same stuff over and over and over again so i like that i think that the division two nailed it by having all right you finish the game you can now do a uh these world tiers and like, also we're going to introduce a brand new faction that will, um, have different enemy AI types and they'll behave differently and then they'll attack you from different ways. And so then you're now playing, you're, you're you're basically playing the same missions, but the things you're going up against are completely different enemies and that come from different sides and attack you in different ways and they behave differently. And I think that was a really cool way of, of like giving you an extra, uh, 20 hours of content by just finishing it and being like here's a new faction um and then all the other stuff that sort of unlocked in that end game uh, was really well and so i think they're they've set like a benchmark in terms of how you do these style of games and um and if you're not like sort of following that uh schematic of like what they've laid down the this roadworks of things they've done or, or that the division is sort of like this is the fundamentals that you need to do for a games as a service game then uh Yeah, like, everything that comes after it is just going to be like, well, it's been done better elsewhere, so I'm not too sure what the answer for that is. Um, So, yeah, anyway, uh, Anthem is... Like, it's got some interesting stuff in there. Um, I just... It would have (laughs) been cool to see how they were planning on fixing it, like, what they would have done to fix it. Um, Like, the game is always asking you to whenever you jump into a mission, hey, you should play this with a party. It was meant to be played with a party and I tried to uh, do a mission today and I sat on a screen for two minutes while it was matchmaking uh, and I was like, I'm good. Now, like, (laughs) obviously, I'm the only asshole playing this specific mission at this time, so I'm good. Um, Which is kind of disappointing because I would have liked to see like the different combinations and different javelins that are flying around and that sort of stuff, but uh yeah kind of a bit of a bummer um but you know it's it's made me a bit more interested to see what outriders is doing and um you know even though it is not a games of a service game as they're saying but uh it's, it's still a similar type of game style like it's a loot based game with um different uh uh sort of different tropes from this this genre so yeah yeah we'll see how it's going anyway that's anthem you never jumped in. From
1: the uh, the EA Play uh, Origin, uh, sorry, uh, Xbox Game Pass, like, play combination. <laughs> right. It's going well. You're loving it so far. You're like, wow, so glad all these EA Play games are finally on the Xbox Game Pass.
0: Well, the thing is, I've got most of the rest of them, right? Um, There were some sports games on there. I was thinking about Madden. I was like, should I put Madden on? (laughs) Because they've got Madden 21. Um, They've got uh, NHL on there as well. And there was some other things that I was eyeing. um, But they're all like... Most of them are older stuff, like NBA Live 18 and uh, uh, Peggle and uh, uh, Mirror's Edge and that sort of stuff. Nothing really... Super new. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's like, it's cool that it's on there uh, at the end of the day. Like, if you want to go play Battlefield, Battlefield's on there or uh, any of those sports games. Uh, Battlefront, I believe, is on there as well. So,
1: Burnout Paradise um, Remastered? Yeah. That could be fun.
0: Dead Space. Dead Space was the other one. Dead Space 3. Uh, I was thinking of uh, firing that up. But I never finished it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Disney so that's what theater. I spent my time doing while not watching Zack Snyder films. Uh, I played some other... I played like Dead by Daylight, but we won't talk about that, so... Yeah. Right. Let's move on to your stuff. There's a bunch. There is a bunch.
1: Um, okay, well, why don't we kick off with, uh, still on the Game Pass, a little game called Undermine. Uh right. Undermine is um, a... Yeah, it's on the Game Pass, uh, and it's a... Uh, uh, I guess you would describe it's a roguelike, top-down roguelike. Um... Mm. Ah, fuck! Uh, it was described to me as um, sort of like Binding Isaac without the Edge Lord shit, and uh, mm. Binding of Isaac without the Edge Lord um, which I think is a pretty fair comparison. Uh, the only real difference is that uh, Undermine is a is mostly melee based, like primarily melee based. Whereas uh, Binding of Isaac is like a twin stick shooter almost. Um, right. I played the fuck out of Binding the Isaac uh, on my Switch. It's probably my most played game on my Switch. Uh, it's not the most played game on my Switch because my wife has played like seven thousand hours of fucking Stardew Valley at this point. Although she's now playing on the mobile instead. Um, but yeah, like it's a uh, something just fucking float. Is there something floating in front of you? I
0: don't know. Ghost? Uh,
1: squiggly thing in front of my eye. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Undermine. You're a little miner. Uh, you go into the mine and uh, you've got to investigate. Something is rumbling the mine. Some grumpy old wizard tells you to keep going, like, go down in the mine and have a look. And uh, so down you go. And as you go, uh, like, you, you go through your... Un- uh, you're in a room, you start off in a room, you open a new room. Um, like once you beat all the creatures in a room, you'll open the next room, you move into that mm-hmm. room and it's sort of just go around until you find the, uh, the the path down to the next floor, basically. And that is the fucking juice of it. And as you're doing this, you're earning you know gold and you're... Uh, finding like power ups, uh, getting more powerful, and you know trying to stay alive as long as possible. There's two other uh, like items that you regularly you find: food, uh, which replenishes health. You find bombs, which allow you to explode. Objects, uh, which is useful for you know, there are some chests that are locked behind some rocks or something like that. Uh, And you find keys that allow you to open doors, and that's useful for also some chests are locked and stuff like that. Uh, You can also find a bunch of other, like, less specific things, potions. Um, You get there's like one blessing where you get uh, armor instead of health. And uh, so you can find armor in those those cases instead of food uh, that you can use and stuff like that. Uh, And, yeah, like, just basically that sort of uh, idea. It's a roguelike where you just sort of keep going down into the – and seeing how far down the dungeon you can get. Each time getting a little bit further, learning a little bit more about how everything works uh, and knowing what to, like, look out for next time, knowing – how to approach certain enemies or rooms, stuff like that, ways to fucking deal with things as you go and learning more and more about what what you should be looking for to to get as far as possible. And that's about it. And uh, yeah, you unlock shortcuts and stuff like that. The further you get down, you'll like shortcut past the first, I think it's five levels uh, and then the, the first 10 levels and uh i'm down to the the 15th level boss but i haven't beaten it yet um but yeah it's a it's a good game every time you die you lose a portion of your gold. You use the gold back in the main hub to upgrade your weapons and gear you can upgrade one of you can upgrade your gold sack so that it can hold more gold when you die uh but yeah you can upgrade a bunch of other things like your pickaxe uh You can throw your pickaxe, which gives you a little bit of like ability to to attack from a distance, uh, which is good. Um, And what else? Your health, uh, and you've got all these like relics that you find, they're called relics. And you also unlock the ability to, you know, unlock new relic blueprints. You'll find blueprints. You don't have to get to the end of the level to hold onto them or anything like that. to bank the souls or some shit it's not um what should we call it what's that game dark souls not dark souls the other one the the side scroller the one we love come on help me out here dead cells um yeah it's not dead cells like as soon as you got a blueprint it goes straight to the the blacksmith and or the potion master and you're able to fucking unlock that shit provided you've got the resource required to unlock that shit and that's about it. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's really one of those ones where you're, uh, you, like, you learn pretty quickly uh, whether or not a, a run is going to be successful or how successful a run is going to be, and you adjust your expectations based on that shit. Like, uh, if you open up and then in the first room you make a, a bad jump and land in one of the pits... Um, you'll lose like because like it's a mine and there's like shafts and you can fall down the shafts but enemies can fall down shafts and mm-hmm. if enemies fall down shafts they die instantly and then the room opens up and you're all good so there's a bit of technique there in luring enemies to fall into the shafts um, but if you fall in the shaft yourself you don't die but you do lose a chunk of health and so you learn pretty quickly oh yeah well this run's fucked I'm already down a bunch of health Uh, we might just see if we can earn some gold and get out with as much gold as possible and if that is the case there's one lady uh, there's like a secret uh, shopper in one of the rooms you'll open up and it'll be like a a secret shop and she will buy your relics off you for money and you might be like well this runs fucked I'm just going to sell all my relics uh, and try to get out like die and get out with as much fucking money as possible and just start over on a new one with new relics and all that kind of stuff it's like a curse system as well that i, I don't have a really good grasp on because i feel like uh if it's if, if it's like buying New isaac uh curses wind up will wind up playing like a pretty big role in like taking curses knowing you will eventually be able to cleanse them or something like that will play a pretty big role in how you go. Mm. But as it is right now, they all seem pretty aggressive. You wind up in these situations where like the curses are a little too much for me to handle. Uh, Whereas like, I think one of the ones in Binding Isaac was like, your buttons are reversed, which is like, Cunty, but once you get your head around it, it's actually not that big a fucking deal. But, uh, like, in this, yeah, you, so, some of them just fucking, some of the ones I've gotten have just been fucking rough, man. And you're just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this shit? Like, what, what am I going to do now? I'm just fucking, so Anytime a fucking, uh, like, I don't know, any time a fucking bomb explodes, uh, it explodes three times as big and hits me as well or something, like, and takes me out of some shit, or... uh, Any time... Like, now, when I, like, swing my fucking pickaxe, which is my primary method of fucking attacking, I do no damage. Like, it just doesn't do any damage. Like, that seems pretty rough. On the other hand, there are some other ones that I found where... Or... Oh, yeah, there there was one where it was like, uh, if an item takes a single point of damage because uh, items sort of exist inside the game world and they can be struck by things uh, but they've, they've usually got shitloads of, of health if it takes a single point of damage it, it is destroyed and you just wind up in these situations where you can't get any fucking gear because it's all being destroyed by the, the fucking cacophony of fucking violence that is going on on the screen in front of you and you're just like fuck me on the other hand, yeah, I have run across a couple of curses. Like, I think it was one curse where it sort of like switched all of my uh, health. Like, it was sort of, instead of being just a curse, it was like a curse with a benefit. That's how I feel yeah. they should work. Like,
0: that's generally how they work in most games, right?
1: <laughs> right? These feel like proper curses, right? I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, yeah like they they sort of they, yeah there was one where you would take damage uh but instead of taking regular damage, it reduced your maximum health, so like you you start at where I'm up to I've got 300 max health um and so instead of taking i i I got this curse I'm at two hundred and eighty and for the next twenty points, I didn't actually take any damage when i took when i was hit i would take it from the max health and then it started like my health bar started to shrink and then right. i found a relic where whenever i killed enemies at the end of the room i would gain health and so i wound up in this situation where i'm like okay so now i sort of get how that that interplays like if i get that relic and that curse i can wind up in a situation where i can sort of like fucking Stall the two out. Like, if I can have a room where I take no damage at all, then that that curse actually doesn't do shit, doesn't do anything, and I actually wind up gaining. And meanwhile, if I take some damage, like provided I do enough, I get enough kills, I can actually negate that the damage lost. And so you wind up in the situation that was probably the the that was might have been the the boss run, my latest like deepest boss run had both of those combined but I still don't know enough about the relics I don't know all the relics yet to know how they wombo combo that way necessarily like I still don't know the the how I'm supposed to deal with every single item getting fucking destroyed whenever I fucking whenever anyone fucking looks at it type shit yeah. you know like I've got no idea and yeah like it feels like there's there's a, a large learning curve but it it's a a learning curve that in binding Isaac or in other games where they've got this curse mechanic you don't feel like it it sort of teaches you the moment you get the curse like in this you need the luck to have the relic and the curse to learn the interplay whereas normally the curse would be obvious to you because it has that interplay built in you know uh, it just feels like there's an extra layer there that I just don't fucking super get. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and it and it feels like it's built in as as a sort of mechanic deliberately. When I just think honestly, the the curse that has a benefit and a negative is generally a better fucking way to. Because yeah, it feels like. It feels like eventually the most efficient way to play will be to get curses and and the interplaying relics. But I, uh, I, I my my current form of play is to not get curses at all because they are whole negatives, right? And that makes sense. And mm. the only reason I have to think that like I if I hadn't gotten that fucking that happenstance relic that showed me a different path, I would have been coming on this podcast being like, yeah, but it's got this curse mechanic that just appears to dick you upside down. Like, I don't understand why it would have that in it because you're just sort of never meant to get curses. And I don't really... Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a mistake. I think they made a mistake in the construction of, of that system. But other than that, like, I'm really enjoying it. I've played a lot... Um yeah, it's it's very uh replayable. You just sort of very much like uh I'll just do one more floor type game. Like you can jump in, jump out pretty easily and just like belt through a floor and alt tab and do some work and belt through another fucking floor or have some like do a while yeah, having lunch or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just has that to it. And it's on the game pass, so yeah. Uh I wouldn't have paid for it uh, at its current price. I think it was like fucking thirty bucks on Steam. Uh, I like it, it'd be hard for me to recommend it at thirty bucks when I think Dead Cells was twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, I I think I would go for a twenty buck price point though. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, it's just one
0: of those it's twenty bucks over here. Maybe it's time <laughs> to move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, but as a, as a game on the fucking, yeah, on the Game Pass, yeah. there's no reason not to check it out. So I reckon yeah. I have a squeeze. Do it. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Cool. That's called Undermine. Available on uh, everything, looks like.
1: Yep. Nice. All right. What else we got? Uh, Doom Eternal. Let's get through this one quickly. This is on the Game Pass. Hey, look at that. Uh, but I've been playing the Ancient Gods. Uh, I haven't made it to Ancient Gods. Part 2 just came out uh, real recently. Ancient Gods Part 2. It sort of finishes the story, uh, as it were. Although, you know, Doom Eternal does have a self-contained uh, campaign. this sort of some extra stuff. Um, Doom, yeah, so I jumped in to play both of them. Jumped into Ancient Gods. Played for about, I don't know, an hour and a half. And it was like... Uh, I don't know, a session with a fucking dominatrix. I do not understand what they are doing. They have to know that, like, God bless them. This is not their fault, right? But could, could they not have a fucking refresher course, right? I, think I haven't played fault. the That's... game in a fucking year, <laughs> right? And I come back in, and the first fucking thing you do in Ancient Gods is die, Basically, it's like oh, we see that you have finished Doom Eternal. Surely you have mastered every single technique of Doom Eternal. That is why we're throwing fucking everything at you. Seven waves of it. Good fucking luck. And you'd like just fucking oh god. Oh. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they push you back in the deep end, but the, it's like not a pool of water; it's fucking lava. It's like you yeah, fucking swim, cunt. I know your fucking flesh is burning off, but you fucking fin- You you manage to swim in the other pool. Fucking do it. Just fucking, you're good enough. You know you're good enough. You're like, <laughs> and so I played an hour and a half of this, and I finished that hour and a half like fucking. Tense as shit. Like I'm like <laughs> yeah, I, wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> I need fucking help. Like, I'm all my fucking all my muscles are cramping up. I've been fucking like just rigid the entire time. Like, please let me get through this shit. and I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And that, uh, so I'm about, I would say, I don't know, three minutes into Doom Eternal, ancient gods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I did manage to finish that first fucking encounter. I got a little bit further, and I'm like... Like, it started another one. I finished that one, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do another one of those. I'm going to fucking die. It's just... They need, like... I, I, Yeah, this is such an unfair criticism. I understand that it's unfair criticism. But, holy shit, man. They need some sort of easing you back into shit. Like, it could that's be... That's not unfair
0: criticism. That's, like, basic expansion stuff. Like, that's... It could be like DLC a much, works. much like steeper ramp up, but it can't yeah. just
1: start at the fucking plateau. Like holy, where you left fuck. off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, it's like yeah, fucking, you just finished for sure, mate. Uh, um, yeah, it just needs a ramp up. Uh, yeah, it's too, it's too much. Um,
0: but were you playing it on like nightmare difficulty or something? God, I hope not. Because uh, weren't you don't playing on so. like a harder difficulty?
1: I was, yeah. Maybe I got to bump it. Up. I'll go down to fucking hurt me plenty. Um, I'll have a look. Well, because I was, because everyone was giving me shit, saying I was bad at games. Everyone being the creative director. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. moving well, you on. When he
0: wrote an article about you.
1: Yeah, when he, when he dumped on me directly, <laughs> and called
0: you out on IGN. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And Before no, let's let's do let's do these ones because oh. I don't have loads to say about them. Yeah, uh, Torchlight Three also on the Game Pass because you're listening to the GA podcast, the Xbox Game Pass podcast. Um, I did that. Uh, I did that video. I listened back to it. I made a mistake. I was hay fever as fuck when I recorded the video for it, and I think it comes across. <laughs> Hmm. Which, Which video? So what are we talking about? I made a, I did a video and put up a, a story on the site last week about how the Windows Store is a problem for the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, oh right, yeah. And yeah, the the video itself is just very mon- very flat. Uh, yeah, I should have, I should have re-recorded it when I'd had some coffee and some fucking Microsoft Sounds. Just dump it in. Just, have him read it for you. That's it. It's genius. Um, I'm not letting that guy get all the fucking glory. Anyway, Torchlight Three saw this hit the fucking Xbox Game Pass, jumped in to play with Frisco, uh, Johnny Bravo, and Rasty on the uh, on the Discord, uh, and I uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was just me because I am pretty loud, but it seemed like everyone fucking hated this. <laughs> <laughs> It did not seem like people were having a good time. We were just sort of Mm. doing stuff. Uh, Like, it just felt like I couldn't, I I kept swinging between, it was either baby's first fucking uh, action RPG slash uh, mouse mouse clicking dialogue clone, Mm -hmm. or it was the mobile version of such a thing. Uh, But I didn't like either of those things. And, uh, like, it was just, you know, super simplistic, uh, combat and, like, enemy design was dull as shit and you sort of fucking rolled around. The only, the only fun times were when we were, we started, like, shit-talking one another and then, uh, uh like, dumping on one another and that would lead to someone dying. And that's when things mm-hmm. got hectic. But before that... It was just like a clusterfucker. How do we join a game together? There's You can't play with people who've got it on Steam, so you're locked into playing it with only with people on, on their Game Pass, um, which means you would have to make a brand new character yeah. and a, a new account and have to go through I, who paid again. for it
0: on Steam, yeah. cannot play with Game Pass people. Right? right. Ridiculous. Fair enough.
1: Which, again, uh, is something I addressed in that video and article that is on the geopodcast.com. Uh, like, it's just woeful, man. Like, mm. that, that game, yeah. I do remember you saying you didn't like it all that much, but I thought you came yeah, around. Because usually
0: I'm it. right. Whereas when you're like, Anthem is awesome. I never said Torchlight 3 is awesome. Unbelievable. <laughs> <sighs>
1: anyway, uh, so that was Torchlight Three. I did not enjoy it. It's already uninstalled. Uh, I did. I think we had good bants. You know, yeah. good bants with the crew playing together. Uh, but it is. It felt like a classic example of co-op playing with other people. Playing games with other yeah. people is always fun, regardless of how bad the game is. Um, yeah. Because Who, who'd you play? As? You playing with are fun. You know. Uh, and that that was basically yeah, that was basically the situation. Did not enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Who did you play as? Uh,
1: who did I play as? The robots. Uh, oh, I yeah, was yeah. the robot, okay. uh, and I yeah. had. But I was I was a blood drinking robot, which seems right. Seemed like a, a weird combination. That's cool. But I, how could I not go for it? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, I think some of that those mechanics are interesting. Like he he um that's the one I played. And he, like, builds up... I think it's heat. Uh, At least when I played it, it was, like, building up heat and then use that heat to do certain abilities and spells and that sort of thing. It's just too shallow in terms of the things you're doing in the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, it it just... You just... Oh, well, okay. I I guess I am a robot uh, that drinks blood who will go and fight another thousand rats. Uh, time <laughs> yeah. to do that. I guess. Um, yeah. So, Magic Legends available now on the Epic Game Store. Also an action RPG. Also a game that I hate and I uninstalled after an hour and
0: a half. <laughs> Okay, um, is this a free to play game? Like, what is uh,
1: it? It is a, th- a free to play game published by Perfect World. It is an action RPG. It's got a card based system because for, 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 I guess based on magic, so you got to fucking have cards. Uh, yeah. And holy <laughs> shit, it just I felt like shit to play. I don't know if I was on like a I had lag to some fucking distant server or some shit, but like nothing I did felt like it like there was some if there wasn't actual network lag, there was very clear input lag. Uh, mm. And so it felt like anytime I would do anything, there would be a, a pause before it would actually happen. Uh, I was constantly like, the pathing of my character seemed way off. Uh, it was like, <clears throat> like janking about. Uh, the voice acting is awful, but I guess it is, I think, technically a beta, so uh, it's fine. Yep. But they just keep yapping and yapping and yapping, and you're like, "All right, all right, all right. I don't care about anything. I just let's just go, let's go, let's go." The one thing I did like was that the, ironically, I thought the card system was pretty interesting, uh, like interesting enough that I could be if if I, if the game hadn't felt like shit, uh, to play, I could have been convinced to continue to uh see it through just to see. You know whether or not it got more interesting, but what, what's happening is your uh, spells, like your one, two, three, four, five spells, um, they are actually cards, so they spend mana and they are cards in a deck that come like they sort of get played through, so you won't have access to the same spells all the time. It'll be like you'll press one and two, and then the next time, one and two will be different spells like might be different spells based on what cards you've got in your deck and so there is actually a pretty interesting element of deck building in there like that i i found quite intriguing although mostly what wound up happening is because like i was playing this fucking water I you know i want to be the wizard basically uh and so i was playing this water dude uh this blue mana guy and what wound up happening is because I don't fucking like, recog- I can't look at a fucking tiny icon and immediately recognize what that spell is, which makes a lot of fucking sense when you think about it. Uh, I, I couldn't tell what the fuck I was casting, with the exception of the water elemental, because it looks like a water elemental in the icon. Mm. Everything else is like, oh, here's some downward, like these, these slashes are slashing downwards to the left. These sparkles are sparkling towards the top right. And you're like, all right, sparkles towards the top right and slashes down to the bottom left actually look really fucking similar in the fucking heat of a battle. You glance at the fucking buttons down the bottom, you're like, "All oh, right, yep. something's going diagonal left uh, or, you know, diagonal, yeah, diagonal bottom left whatever yeah. cast it and then you're like alright that's not what I that was actually Sparkles top right I've fucked up everything this has not worked out at all like it's just yeah it it requires a degree of like innate knowledge of your icons that I just don't think happens people don't like it, it I think it's a, a fundamental misunderstanding how you wind up playing your fucking uh, your action RPGs because people aren't It'd be like, fuck, I don't know, like playing House of the Dead, typing House of the Dead, but on one of those weird keyboards where it's not QWERTY, hmm. right? And you're like, okay, so now i got to look at the keys to find what the fuck I'm doing. Like, the muscle memory is such a huge part of playing fucking Diablo that people will literally stick with a build that is maybe not the most efficient solely because they have the muscle memory down, right? It's more efficient. It winds up being more efficient from an action standpoint uh, than necessarily a uh, I don't know, theory crafting standpoint because action-wise they are more efficient because they've got the muscle memory. They know exactly what they need to do. They press one, press three to get their fucking bubble up and then they press two to get the fucking electricity out or whatever the fuck it is they're doing when the Mm -hmm. cards are shifting and all the slots are are changing it doesn't work like that and i I think that's a it might be a huge problem down the track like it's an it's very intriguing i'd love to see how the deck building part of it plays out but i think from a mechanical standpoint it's got fucking. It's got a very short lifespan. They're gonna have to do something about it. Like basically, yeah. what I would think they would need to do is almost have um, a regular action bar, and have the keys be blanked out and unavailable until the card comes up. Because at least then you like you're not actively looking. You can see in your peripheral that the card is not available to play or the spell is not available to play uh that's that's how you'd have to do it not this fucking it swaps in to the button the the action buttons on the far left like Mm. because yeah if if everything's changing around if uh your water elemental is now one as opposed to two which was on before then you're in a lot of trouble like just from a fucking yeah pure muscle memory sort of stance like you've got to keep it just doesn't work I think it can't right. work long term it will not work on a high t- like high skill level because yeah it requires too much fucking focused attention on your action bar which is directly away from the the action on screen right and what you should be doing I think is paying peripheral attention to that shit Peripheral attention to the bottom of the screen, your health, your mana, and then... Oh, and health and mana, I, I... Yeah, I don't know. This, this is... I'm too too deep on Diablo shit at this point, but, like, I would hmm. much prefer a large fucking bauble on either side of my fucking screen so I can very quickly glance at my health and mana as opposed to two almost identical things. fucking bars, which is what Magic Legends has yeah. at the bottom of the fucking screen. And then screen.
0: cooldowns on the cards yeah. as well, right? yeah. And none of these cards, like, um, it's not like Magic: Right, where the spells interact with each other and like change their properties. It
1: mentioned something like that, but it's not like, or well, I, I, my, my, water wizard only had water spells, so I didn't see any interactivity in that, like you know, in that I could fucking splash someone with water and then zap them with electricity or some shit. I didn't see anything like
0: uh, yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like seeing games do a lot of that, yeah. uh, Magic is the I guess the one that really stands out to me. But uh, like spell uh, spell breakers or spell break, the one we played recently did um, like spell combinations, and yep. then uh, uh, Divinity does stuff like that. I don't know. It just sounds like this is <clears throat> mainly because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of um, you've got the four spells that you can use, right? And so there's got to be some way to to make them do more, especially if they've got a, like a cooldown or something on them, I don't know. It just seems, it seems like there's not really a lot going on then.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, like like I said, I didn't really get that deep into it. Like I didn't get far enough to get like some uh, spells to really test that oh, concept. But, but yeah. yeah, like I, I don't know, man. I it just. All right, and maybe, maybe it would be one of those things that you could easily tell if you were playing with other people. But, um, yeah, it just... It didn't feel good to play in a fucking active mechanical sense. And I have grave concerns about how it will play once you have every uh, have built a deck out. Although, sure. like I said, I do think the deck building concept has a lot of legs and is very interesting in in and of itself. It's just, yeah, I don't think you can remain the way it is without some Mm. significant fucking alterations.
0: Is it like land cards and collecting land cards and things like that as well? Uh, No, there were no land cards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Disappointing. You're in the middle of a match, in the middle of a fight. You don't have enough land cards to (laughs) to do a spell. Screwed again. Surprise! <laughs> We've made a game just to tilt Job.
1: <laughs> so, right. well, you go to you go to cast a spell, and all you you've you've drawn another land card. <laughs> you've drawn another land card. Um, yeah, or any cool magic. Um, so it's Magic
0: Legends. It's uh, free to play now. It is. Uh,
1: yeah, open beta on the Epic Game Store. Yep. Kill. Cool. Alrighty. Going to do this one real quick as well. Um, because uh, I hated it. And I uninstalled it within half an hour. Arkham Horror, Mother's Embrace. I was extremely excited for this. Uh, I enjoyed Arkham Horror as a board game. This was a PC game uh, that uh, came out it was supposed to be two days ago but it only came out really yesterday. Um, our time um, and, yeah, it's uh, it was supposed to be like an investigative uh, Lovecraftian sort of board game meets those Sherlock games type thing where you walk around and fucking uh, investigate like a, you know, a Cthulian nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, nah. What the fuck? First of all, like, really... Right from the get-go, it had me offside. The first thing it does is it tells you to turn the camera with Q and E. uh, And the moment I pressed E, it turned the camera like three millimeters. And then it was like, move with WASD. And I wasn't able to move the camera anymore, which Mm. is pretty weird. Also, you can move the camera with the right mouse button, but it doesn't mention that at all uh i had to move like i had to move around wasd for like 10 seconds before it actually let me change the camera again uh it's a moot point anyway because half the locations have fixed camera locations. uh it's got camera relative movement which you know i fucking love uh so you enter a room and the camera changes and then you fucking move and you fuck it up again which is fantastic always great uh the voice acting woeful uh just like not well sound balanced uh not very good dialogue uh it was like it's based on a co-op board game but it's a single-player fucking uh experience which I don't have like a fundamental problem with but uh like it does seem odd that they wouldn't include the option because you do wind up controlling a party so why couldn't they like you know Uh, let you control or let multiple people do it I know why it's because they fucking charted this out as fast as humanly possible Um, you like the game itself is wandering around from point of interest to point of interest looking at things uh, which you know I think I've been pretty upfront with I don't love point and click adventures Uh, that's basically what this entails Except this goes an extra step further in that, like, once you click on something, it doesn't allow you to do anything with it. Uh, and, and, it and you can't naturally escape out. Like, if you press the escape key, once you, like, investigated the, I don't know, window, uh, I'm going to look at this window. And it'll be like, oh, it's locked, but it might be a way into the house. And, but then to get out, if you press escape... It brings up the escape menu uh mm. if you press any other button except for the only way I was able to get was like I would like right click on the screen somewhere, so I had to move the camera to get like back in to play the world again, which is fucking weird um it's locked at thirty frames per seconds um which i i just like what the fuck why um oh the fucking one that got me. Uh, you go into you finally get into the house uh, you find like for some reason so you gotta smash open this window and it's like find something heavy to f- smash open the window and then you go and you look in a, the back of a car I think and you get some bolt cutters like oh maybe there's a different way in the house I'll go look there's like I could see a gate maybe I can like chop open the gate and then go in through the back go to the back and it's like no, you're supposed to be getting into the house. Find something heavy. Turns out you're just supposed to fucking smash the fucking window with the bolt cutters. I'm like hmm. but they're bolt like I guess, like I'm not saying you can't smash a window with bolt cutters. I'm just saying, like Why would it be bolt cut? Why wouldn't it be a fucking hammer or something? Right? And why like you use bolt cutters on Bolts or chains, that's like... There's a fucking narrative consistency there. Like, it's fucking... That makes sense. If you're finding something heavy... I don't know, you get a fucking rock or something. Right? Like... I don't know. One of the fucking things I'm climbing up on. Like, just fucking... Why does it have to be bolt cutters? It's so weird. Anyway. That was annoying. Uh, Get inside. That didn't actually trigger. Picking up the bolt cutters didn't trigger... The inventory screen? Searching the mm-hmm. nightstand did. And then on the nightstand, you can't just drag and drop. You find a knife. Which is sitting on top of the thing. Uh and very obviously there. Uh, but it still makes you search through the drawer anyway. Um, because it's got some like this fucking obtuse fucking like oh, if you search uh but you click the wrong thing, like if you if you if you search but in the wrong way, then uh you will uh you will incur some sanity damage or some shit. Like like how is there a bad way to search a fucking drawer? Just fucking it's sitting on top of it. Just fucking pick it up. Anyway, you can't drag and drop it into your inventory, which would be bad enough already, because I'm just trying to pick up a fucking knife off the No, you gotta fucking press enter, click on move, press W to drag it across to your inventory. And then you've got it like it will if you do that it will drop it in the rightmost slot of your inventory so when you pick up something else you'll have to go across again and then you press enter again to to take it why why is it like that who the fuck who what like this this is truly some fucking lovecraftian shit like so there are some fucking weird occultist motherfuckers or like this is exactly the sort of shit that will get they're they're fucking half fish people, right? Who are like, this is it. This will get the kids going. This, this will mm. rope them in. We'll get them with this. They will believe in the uh, the mythos of our elder gods. This is exactly what we need. Finally, we can do this. Use this game. How do you? Um, oh, I've never played a game before because I'm I'm from you know the time when, uh, H.P. Lovecraft was being a huge fucking racist uh how, how do we play games what would lovecraft do if he had a game he would make it as complex and annoying as fucking possible that's what we'll do anyway um so i played a little bit further than that but uh yeah after i got the second character in my party um i'm like oh, no, i can't do this i'm refunding and that's what i do yeah i got a steam refund <laughs>
0: It think. sounds like it's just not maybe a good port. Like it was maybe s- supposed to be played on consoles or something. Just by the way you sort of describing the control yeah, yeah. system and yeah, yeah. It's but awful. still that's not yeah that you're playing on PC. So yeah. Um. All right, that is called uh, Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace. It seems like it's out on everything as well now.
1: Yep. Cool. What a turd. what uh, let's do it. PGA Tour 2K21 Divot Derby. What a fucking masterpiece! A masterclass of game design.
0: Game of the year, 2020. This is the game Sports game
1: of the year. <laughs> nice. No, this is going to be the game of the year, 2021. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, it is uh, affectionately known as Golf Royale. It's not a Battle mm. Royale game, technically. Uh, but uh, yeah. 20 people all tee off at exactly the same time. Uh, the balls just fling off. And the goal is to be the fastest person to put their ball in the hole. That is yep. it. That is the entire game. You can, if it takes you 18 fucking. Uh, shots to get there but you're still the fastest, doesn't matter like if you spend your entire time in the fucking sand, doesn't matter if you go out of bounds like 16 times doesn't matter, as long as you are first in the fucking hole, that's all Mm. that fucking matters, every round three people get knocked out or three-ish people get knocked out Uh, it varies from round to round as soon as one person has the ball in the hole, a 30 second countdown timer begins and anyone not in at the end of that fucking 30 seconds, they're out as well. Uh, and, yeah, it is a hilarious, hilarious game. The, it's easily my favorite way to play golf. I only want to play golf this way anymore. I do not want to play regular, boring, let's play one at a time, horseshit golf. Fuck that shit because you never win, so no, it's do. fair. I actually, actually win. I win more
0: than you, so... Well, no. you, that's because of, I haven't played it. You've, you've stopped playing when I'm around so that you can uh, win some games.
1: How, how convenient. How convenient that you, <laughs> He's always got an excuse. I remember uh, there was uh, a preview of golf and Luke wrote, Luke, Job is awesome at golf. So, like, I don't know. That's The that's difference
0: I is I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: took took proof out of context, you dog fuck. I didn't write anyway. it. I
0: didn't write it. You wrote it.
1: Anyway, um, it is it is hilarious because, because like, everyone's got different strategies. Uh, hmm. I, I can't sit here and pretend like I came up with this strategy on purpose, but it has worked pretty well. Uh, my strategy is uh, to get in the rough early uh, because if you go in the rough the ball comes to a stop really quick. And what you can do is it's like, it's not, I would say it's probably like pro uh, degree of difficulty. Like not not super pro or anything like that. Wind has an effect. Uh, Like you can easily go out of bounds and all that kind of stuff. Um, There aren't like assists. You can't do your putt preview or anything like that. Um, Yeah. Because so, your goal
0: is to try and get on the green as soon as possible.
1: Uh, no, you like f- fuck the green, man. Fuck the green. Uh, I've the the shit I've seen. Fuck the green. Uh, the ball rolls too much. That's the thing, right?
0: No, I mean Rolling like near time. the hole, near the pin. Oh yeah, like, get, you're get wanting to get into that as can. soon as possible.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, like and and but but like the green or the fairway, any of that shit is a nightmare because roll time is dead time you will sit there and the and the ball will roll and you can do nothing you can't speed up there's no like you can't press the space bar to speed the ball up or anything like that you just have to wait for it to come to a natural stop so if you hit it into the rough or the sand it it stops dead that's it and you are you are swinging again so I am constantly first on the green uh, that is a problem I haven't found a way around that because I'm ter- I'm still terrible at putting. And we're playing on a pro difficulty, and I have my fucking putt preview. So I wind up like literally just fucking hitting it as close to the fucking <laughs> hole. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, having your while worrying. I'm doing this, like, <laughs> I will be like first on the green by fucking ages. I'll have blitzed everyone onto the green and then. Everyone will just, like, sort of fucking... And I'll be, like, the second last person in before the fucking cutoff. And we like, how the fuck did that happen? Because I spent, like, seven fucking putts trying to get even, like, inside of a meter of the fucking hole. Hmm. A nightmare. If I fix up my putt game, I will be unstoppable. <laughs> Jump, <bro>. Unstoppable. But <laughs> until then, that's the only thing. That's the only thing hmm. holding me back. The only thing... It's the only reason the other guys all still playing. Because if I, you know, if I had a pot game, it'd be fucked. They'd be, they would be already fucked. They'd have no fucking hope. This, they'd be demoralized. Yeah. Uh, it You've is. You've just given away
0: all your 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 tips. You now they're going. They're not to do. They People can't. Are listening.
1: No, no. It's, that's the thing, right? So we're playing with Heath and Drew, Johnny Bravo, Gray Squirrel, Frisco was watching, I believe, uh, <clears throat> and. uh... Johnny Bravo roped his brother in. Um, he started playing as well. I don't think I missed anyone. If I did, uh, oh yeah, Baby John Burgess was in our game. Uh, there's a, <laughs> right. there's a, there's a, a slightly decent chance yeah. that he was a bot <laughs> who happened to be named John Burgess. But I like to believe that it was actually
0: it was probably him,
1: Burjo, just hanging yeah. out playing some PGA tour. We fucking ruined him. We slapped him up and down the fucking course. He had no fucking hope. Actually, he came fifth. Uh, it was a good effort from Baby John, but uh, yeah, no, no hope really. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the bands, as always, high quality. Uh, like, just that's ninety percent of the appeal of a golf game is shit talking, uh, because you know. None of it really matters. The only thing I want to address is um while I was I was in a game against Heath, right? Uh like we'd played, everyone else had gotten out. We're coming into the last hole. The winner will take it all. This is for all the fucking all the marbles. And right as we're about to fucking tee off. Uh, Johnny Bravo goes, hey, does anyone here like LeBron? And I said, yes, because I like LeBron. Mm -hmm. And it was like a red flag in front of his brother, who is apparently one of those LeBron haters, who lost his fucking mind. And I'm sitting here fucking trying to fucking backswing... (laughs) While well, this guy is going fucking bananas about how I'm, uh, you know, the the skull of of Earth,
0: which uh, like his favorite player is James Harden, I can tell.
1: You can tell. You can, he's, I can tell. It, fucking Houston's Hitler. Uh, like it. It felt like a dog move, right? Like I'm not. Like I think the bants are all good, right? I'm all all for the bants, all for the fucking mm-hmm. the fun and the games, and the jabbing. Okay, but where was, like, nobody fucking brought up anything about Heath, right? Why, why target me? That's what I don't understand, right? It just doesn't seem fair, right? Like, I'm, like, you can't do that right while I'm trying to fucking. If, if it had been earlier in the match, fine, yeah. right? But this was, this was it. It was one on one. You can't do that. That's unfair. The same
0: plant. It did did seem... Johnny Pratt had had a plan going into this.
1: It did seem like that. I think he he probably fucking teamed up, super teamed, with fucking... He's the Kyrie to Heath's Kevin Durant. It's all coming together. And I Mm. guess that would make uh, Pedro James Harden his favourite player. That works out. Hey. Yep. It's science. It's science. And then they paid... Uh uh someone to take my ankle out. Who took fucking Bronze ankle out? Did you see his tweet? Did you see his Twitter? People were like fucking going off that he'd like done it deliberately. And yeah. I don't think anyone who watched it uh could possibly imagine that he'd done that deliberately. Like this was this was no Zaza Pachulia shit. This was like a, a man falling, <laughs> yeah. continue to fall, and LeBron's foot happened to be there.
0: Like, I mean, they changed rules because of Zaza. Yeah, <laughs> they, right. fucking no. Uh, this is Solomon Hill.
1: Solomon Hill. That's it. I knew it was a hill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gold. Uh Yeah. Fair enough. Poor um, Solomon. That's that's my, shit. He obviously did. My
0: uh, the most disappointing thing about this mode is, though, that I've had some fantastic character creation models oh, yeah. in the game. Yeah, don't get to see them anymore in this mode because you're just whacking you, balls around.
1: You do get to see their portrait at the end, so as long as you oh, win, ah, okay. oh, that's, that's even better because you
0: will be like, "This right? fucking person beat me." This, this Look at them. Um,
1: <laughs> my my biggest disappointment is that. It doesn't have Call of Duty style all chat at the end. So you can jump on the mic and yell at other people. Because (laughs) the Gap crew has never lost. But Uh, we have seen other people coming through. So it's always 20 people, but it will fill it out with bots. But we've seen other humans playing. You can always tell the bots from the humans. Because the humans have like single word names and the bots have... Two, two word names except for baby right. John Burgess uh, who went for the just called himself John Burgess <laughs> he went for the big name. spin yeah he just <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah like the Gap Crew's never lost but I would love to talk some shit at, you know we had one dude who called himself Ozgamer's Haggy or maybe Ozgamer okay. Shaggy but I reckon it was Ozgamer's Haggy uh and we were we were dumping endlessly on poor old Haggy. I wish he was there to hear it. But like, you know, if we could talk to everyone, I imagine we would continue our our same good good natured uh bands. Johnny Bravo's uh targeted attack, notwithstanding, they're usually good very good natured bands. Um and yeah, I assume we would have done done that for other people. So I miss not being able to talk to the randos. I wish we could do it. I assume it'd be... We'd probably get them in. Rope them in to join us in the Discord. And then... Wish we hadn't, probably. They'd turn out to be racist. <laughs> yeah. I, I... Speak... On the, on the subject of the next game on the list. The King's Dilemma. Uh, I went play played board games. And I had to catch an Uber. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my Uber driver... Was very proudly explaining to me... Um, that he's banned from Facebook for being too mean to the leftists. It's
0: and, uh, <laughs> Cuba, I'm, <right>. like, <laughs> I'm like,
1: what? I'm like, what? What? Too mean to the leftists? What do you mean? He's like, oh, you know how it is. You know, it's probably because of my Italian nature. I'm like, did you say Italian? Um, my Italian nature, but I just like to rile up the fucking leftists on Facebook. And I guess sometimes I go a bit too far, you know? (laughs) I'm like sitting there like, what does he think we, like, what does he think I do when me and Nate are sitting there? Like, just like, right. Like, yeah. uh, It's, you know, interacting online is tricky, uh, you know? uh, it's, It's one of those things where, you know, in our job, we see a lot of, you know, uh, comments that go too far And they're like Oh what do you guys do? You're day traders? I'm like what the fuck? How does he figure we are fucking day traders? But that must be why he thought We were down with shitting on the leftists Because ah. I've never met a day trader Who isn't a you know racist uh, <laughs> No i um, But like I was just fucking blown away Right like holy shit Were
0: you guys talking about like bitcoins or like nfts or something
1: <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so i think we're talking about no we were talking about because we're fucking mad dipshits we're talking about we went out on friday night and at about fucking nine o'clock we found out that they had espresso martinis on tap at this place right. and so we didn't get to bed until fucking three o'clock Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we'd had espresso martinis at 9 o'clock and we just continued partying until the (laughs) fucking place shut down. (laughs) Idiotic. And then we had to go fucking play board games at midday. Like moron shit. Like proper dumb shit. I'm too old for that shit. Um, Yeah, anyway. So we were talking about how we weren't sure how this was going to go because we were both... Trying desperately not to die. That was basically what we were talking about. And this dude pipes up with and me. he's like,
0: speaking of dying, I've yes. spoken to some lefties.
1: Speaking <laughs> of dying, I tell lots of leftists on Facebook that they should die. And I send them detailed <laughs> threats about how it's gonna happen. And I'm like oh. uh anyway. <clears throat> anyway, um, so so that's golf. That is golf, Uh, and it and it segues us nicely into the King's Dilemma, which is a new board game that I played. Um, Which is yeah, awesome. I'm playing this on the weekends. Uh, We've got a bit of board game crew uh, going at this point. There's five of us, and uh, we had like the team I've been playing Gloomhaven with, uh, but we've been trying out some other stuff. Mostly because last time we tried to play Gloomhaven, we got like we got the setup done. And then um, we were all so drunk that we couldn't actually fucking play the game. So, it's a classic. It was a mistake. Um, King's Loma is actually... The way I describe it is actually using Gloomhaven. In Gloomhaven, when you move between a place... Uh, between Gloomhaven and your location, you draw a road card. And it tells you a bit of story. Uh, in My favorite in Gloomhaven is... Oh, you're traveling down the road and there's a man on the side and he is shitting in a bush and you can choose. And it's like, do you A, help the man, or B, steal everything? And you choose A or B. And you discuss as a party what you're going to do and then you make the decision and you deal with the consequences. Um, Wait, hold up, hold up, yeah, hold up. Go, 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 go.
0: What was the man doing in the bush? Shitting. Right. Uh, and the ship. choices are to help him,
1: yeah.
0: Like, like, what are you doing? Are you, you like wiping for him? Like, what is the you're holding I think his he's hand? Just getting
1: him something to wipe with, you're not actually right. wiping for him, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. or you can steal his stuff, uh, and yeah, you got to make that, that difficult choice. Those are the tough choices, anyway. That's the king's dilemma, uh, um, is choosing whether or not to help the no. You you represent the hand of the king. Uh, you but you also represent your own house, and so there's it's a competitive game where you are trying to make these decisions uh, about the uh, the way that the like realm will play out. But at the same time, you are uh, also attempting to help your own house out as much as possible. And so the game starts and you get a little player screen that you're supposed to put up to, to like, block view of what you have in front of you, what you have access mm-hmm. to. Uh, and you write your name down, give yourself a name, and then you play uh, and play it out. And uh, and that is basically the uh, the juice of it. Um You draw these cards, they tell you a story, and then they make you, as a group, make a decision. And then the next thing that happens is you have to vote yes or no. And so the voting process, you take a card, uh, you take the yes uh, card, or the no card, or there's a pass card. If you wanna vote yes, we will help the man who's shitting. You put down yes, and then you spend some power so you've got these power tokens. You've got a limited number of them, um, but you spend some power, and that's it. But say Nate is playing, and he doesn't. He wants to rob the man instead. Uh, so he he puts down no, and he puts down two power. And so now mm-hmm. I either need one other person to vote yes with one power uh, to to tie him, in which case it will go down to the tiebreaker which is there's like one person gets to be the tiebreaker, um, which is determined based on at the start of the game. It's based on uh, whoever um, has the lowest house number, uh, which is just sort of a way for it's a randomly decide. But after that, whoever lost the last game becomes the tiebreaker in the next game, unless someone takes it from them. So the tiebreaker could decide if, if they had, if we had an even number of power on the votes so if it was two versus two, yes/no, then the tiebreaker person would decide. The moderator would decide. But if another person voted two power for yes that we help him, then we would uh, we would overwhelm him, uh, and we would just automatically win. Right? It goes around the table until it's decided. If you vote pass, you can either. Uh, sorry, once once that's done. The power goes into a pool uh, and anyone who voted pass gets a share of that power. And so that's how you get your power back up. And it's basically like a a little bit of resource management, uh, a bunch of debates and some bargaining um, built into this story based game where you're not really in any danger or anything. You're basically just trying to help the kingdom and help uh, your house succeed and that's about all there is to it really um it's like interesting like uh storylines and stuff like that um it did feel like uh like it sort of starts off with like three possible story directions um we don't know what all three of them were but the first one we picked uh made us open up an envelope and then the next one we picked was on that same storyline it was like uh you found red iron in the mountains do you want to like exploit that resource or uh i don't know not exploit it for some reason and uh we chose to exploit it and that had us open up a an envelope that had three more cards and so immediately we picked up another red iron card and that, that led to another red iron And so it felt almost like we wound up getting a little bit railroaded down the fucking red iron uh, pathway just because there were an overwhelming amount of red iron storyline cards in the mix compared to the other pathways, if that makes sense. Like if you've got A, B, and C, mm-hmm. C then branches out, more and continues to build itself out, and you never really get to A or B, uh, which is probably probably the biggest criticism I have. Like it was a little bit difficult to explain while extremely hungover, possibly still drunk, uh, and and drinking more. So that that's not really a criticism of the game, more of my own life choices. But like, yeah, that that was a bit complex. Uh, but once we had this the understanding of it. We knocked out another three games pretty quickly... After we did the first one... Uh, The second game went extremely quickly... Because the dog asses... uh, The other dog motherfuckers in the game... uh, Opted to just fuck over the kingdom hardcore... So that they could get a significant amount of personal gain... Like really fucking fast... Uh, Which I just... Like it was literally a case of like... Are we going to let our people starve... Uh, or are we going to do this extremely simple thing that would allow them to not starve? And, uh, yeah, two of the dudes in the party were just like, yeah, we'll let them starve. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? No. And, like, I literally had to spend all of my power to try to stop this from happening. And for whatever reason, I will never understand it, but uh, everyone thought I was being, like, this because I was reading out the game rules and we were only in the second game, and so everyone else at the table, uh, well, two of the people at the table, uh, got it in their head that I was like trying to do this like fucking min max god tier meta gaming shit, and I was trying to like scam them, and they're like, oh yeah, Joe's read something in the rules, he knows something we don't, vote against him. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I'm trying to make it so that the people don't starve. And they're like, "No, nah, he's fucking, he's trying to fucking pull one over on us. And I'm like, that's not how I roll. You know everything I do. That was actually a huge challenge in explaining the rules, was, uh, was I would be like, okay, so what we're going to do is like, when, when we vote for power, then, and someone would be like, oh, uh, what happens when we vote for power? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I'm trying to explain that bit. And then I'd explain a little bit more and then I'd be like, oh yeah. So, um, what do you use the coins for? What are these for? What are these tokens for? I'm like, I don't know. I'm at the same place in the book that you are. How would I know what the fucking tokens are for if we haven't reached in the fucking book yet? Mm-hmm. From the get go, they assumed I had a lot more knowledge than I had. Uh, I was extremely new to it and quite hungover, but anyway, so yeah, the second game, they all assumed I was on some fucking devious shit when all I wanted to do was keep the fucking people from starving to death, and uh, and meanwhile, it turns out, it turns out that the two dudes who had drummed up this fucking this campaign that I was on some devious shit. They were on devious shit. They were trying to fucking scam their way into an easy victory really quickly. At my expense, the fucking kicker, right? The fucking stitch up is that in the next two games, somehow I still had a reputation of a dude on some devious shit, even though those two motherfuckers were the ones doing fucking stuff. Unbelievable. So... Uh, I did not do well. I will tell you that uh, my my house has not done well, but I did have a lot of fun. I think it's a really good game um, because it, it is a game that is literally about conversing and like the the weird paths and directions that our minds can go in when we try to like think through how everyone is playing how ev- how one action will impact everyone else's game. Like, Mm -hmm. it requires, I think... Yeah. I think it requires a a bit more knowledge than what we had. Because I think we weren't really playing the game. Well, not everyone at the table was playing the game until our last round. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, fucking... Two of our players were extremely in on playing the game from the second round uh but yeah, like we didn't have a huge like base understanding of some of the stuff we should be doing right away. and I think that impacted uh some of how we went about things, but nevertheless, uh once we did understand it, yeah, we were having a lot of fun and yeah, it was literally just, that sort of bargaining and uh, that wheel and a deal and that I don't know I think is generally pretty good in board games. The the you know back in the day when we played Risk Legacy and uh, Nate mounted that campaign that everyone should gang up on me as soon as possible, and I think it was your wife was like uh, making like fucking deals on it. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, well, Joe, what will you do if if I don't? I'm like, uh, I don't know. What the fuck do you want? She, she like, got, like, a bunch of cu- countries out of it, and she still fucking backstabbed me because it didn't matter because I was fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> like, that sort of shit. I actually love, like, you know, I don't love being backstabbed, but uh, I love that sort of, yeah, that devious shit. I do enjoy it. I just wish I got to... I don't know, I just, why am I, why, why am I the devious guy, right, I don't do anything devious, I never do anything devious, and yet I get this reputation as some fucking metagaming fucking god genius, who's about to fucking swoop in and scam everyone, and I'm like, no, that's not how, I. I've never done that ever, I don't understand, that's not how I roll. It's wow, I wish I could roll, but literally nobody ever lets me fucking do it. Insanity. Anyway, um, Mm. good times. Hard recommend if you can find a copy. Uh, I definitely recommend it as a
0: game. Awesome. The King's Dilemma. Out now. Check it out. Yes. Yes. All right. Do you want to blast through these then? Let's do it.
1: Geoguessr. Yeah, I guess, uh, just quick on this one, uh, I don't know if you got much to talk about with it, but, uh, uh, I'm just fucking, I don't know, I'm, I think I'm close to, close to being done with it, had a really rough one yesterday, just the fucking first one was just shit, like, I'm just tired of getting fucking roads that are, just, there's nothing, there's nothing to go on, except for, like, one one city name and like the yeah at best at best you can look on a map and compare the um the script the alphabet with uh letters and take a educated guess based on the letters that you've seen and maybe you can work out oh yeah well we must be in Bangladesh because it, those letters look similar but there's no way that you can actually make any, like, more... Like, you can maybe work out there's a... Oh, yeah, there's a river, so it'll be on a body of water, and that's about it, and you guess a fucking river, unless you find that name and get really lucky. Mm. And, yeah, it's just these long roads to nowhere with not enough fucking info, and it's happening... Like, last week it happened quite a bit, and I'm just fucking over that. Um... I do like reading how other people arrived at stuff, but, yeah. Yep. Otherwise, like, yeah, just really annoying. So, yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Fair enough. Yep. Cool. Cool. Easy. Um, Let's move on to the last one we got here, which is Hell Let Loose. Um, A game we've been talking about for a few weeks now, but uh, update nine was pushed out. Uh, over the last couple of days, which introduced a bunch of new changes to the game. Um, hmm. <clears throat> might quickly go through them. I don't have them up, but uh, <laughs> what Good was month. there? They've um, made, made a bunch of map changes to uh, balancing and things like that. Um, they've added in a melee uh, combat system so you can now melee people yeah. uh, with either a shovel or a uh, knife um they have changed the way that barbed wire has worked it now um notifies enemies when you're nearby by making noises Um, it doesn't cause damage to you um added in some new weapons mg34 and i and just basically like a bunch of uh balance changes and ui updates and um that sort of stuff you know general uh general changes you normally see in these types of games but uh, if anyone's not aware, uh, Hell at Loose is a uh, a first person shooter set in World War II on a large scale, 100 person battlefield um, where you're completing objectives and uh, going up against the other team, trying to do so. It's very slow paced. Uh, games can take an hour and a half. Some games can take 20 minutes, 10 minutes, depending on how well your team is doing. Um, but it is a very large scale game that uh, that spans across a, a huge map. Um, which we've taken a liking to the last couple of weeks. So, Job, what are your thoughts on this new update? Anything that sort of stands out to you at all? Um, I think, well, they've changed how garrisons work
1: again. Yep. Uh, I wasn't terribly attached to how they worked, but uh, it is an odd change. You can't put them in neutral sectors anymore. And it's just, I think garrison management is a pretty fucking tricky thing in mm-hmm. uh, Hell Let Loose because it requires a... Uh, a fair amount of coordination, right? And
0: if... So garrisons are spawn locations, right?
1: Yeah, garrison is a spawn location that anyone can spawn at. Outposts are a spawn location that only your squad can spawn at. And as a person who plays the squad leader role, quite often, um, you just wind up in these situations where if, like, when you put an outpost down and the enemy takes the sector, your outposts disappear. Or if the enemy gets on top of your outpost, your outposts disappear. And if you don't have a garrison up, you just wind up in these situations where it just—you wonder what the fuck the the rest, like the commander, is doing. Like, what have they not been paying attention? Why didn't they get a fucking gary down? Why didn't like I would happily go and put a garrison down if you fucking asked me to. I don't have a problem with detouring from what I'm doing to go do it, and I've done it a lot. But if you never fucking ask me then I won't do it because I presume that you like you've got something else in mind I sure. like yeah it's starting to get to a point where like now as a squad leader I'm starting to have to like do the commander fucking thing as well I do not want to play commander under any circumstances uh it seems like a thankless task and right now I'm complaining about commanders who don't Seems to be doing anything when I'm sure they're doing loads of stuff. You just can't fucking see it, see it, because uh, they've got yeah. a fucking ton on their plate, right? It's just annoying uh, when, like, you know, we're playing that that one yesterday, um, where, uh, what map was it? Like, Carantan, maybe? No, not Carantan, but the one like Carantan with the church in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. We're playing that map. Our shithole team failed to get on the fucking point fast enough we lost our outpost immediately it turns out nobody had built in a garrisons uh some fuckheads used the fucking supply truck as a way to get up to the church and had parked it now deep in enemy territory without ever building a fucking garrison at our other fucking cap point so the enemy was able to get to cemetery the second cap point before we were cuz we didn't have any fucking points up like ridiculous when a team when another squad put a fucking garrison up uh I was running over to it and I got shot, so another fucking squad lead put it up. They put it in the middle of a fucking road. They yeah. had the enemy had a fucking MG lie on the road and cut down anyone who fucking spawned in. Like literally just murdered as soon as you spawned on that Gary. Like ridiculous. So now you gotta fucking deal with like uh, annoying. Yeah. Um that, that one, that was the one, that was the last one we played. And we were, what, top in defensive effectiveness, second in offensive effectiveness, second in combat effectiveness, and second in support. Like, across the board. And it's not like there was one team that was first in the rest of them. No, one team was top, and then, like, bottom in every other fucking thing. We were the fucking... First or second place in fucking everything. And it was, like, we couldn't... We literally could not have done more. And it's just aggravating. Like the shit we put together and it still wasn't even nearly enough. We held that fucking last point. I may have like literally solo held that last point uh, on my own for a good like six minutes. I think I was literally alone on that point because you guys were running over and stuck because they had they were all over us. And you guys, I had, I'd put the outpost down in a place that would allow us to get into cemetery, uh, and not get murdered on a fucking road by an MG. Um, and you guys, I think you guys were clearing out that MG, right? I think that's what you were doing, which was good, which was necessary work, right? And at the same time, I'm sitting there on the fucking last point where we're literally going to lose and... Yeah, I put up a, a danger close outpost uh, right on top of, like, there was a tank literally next to me. Hmm. Uh, they got up. You guys come through. You cleaned out the fucking uh, the bad guys. Like, I was literally there just to keep the point alive because if I died, we would have lost the point, and that was basically all there was to it. Um, and, yeah, I just waited it out until you guys arrived, and then we cleared out that fucking point uh we cleared out the fucking the little outpost they had that was reinforcing them i just yeah for what right like what a fucking ball ache man like i I had a lot of fun and like it's not a criticism of the new garrison system it's just no one of those that's things just where the luck
0: it, of the drawer you getting somebody that maybe doesn't know what they're doing yeah like a commander
1: Oh, I think in that in that one we had a commander who the commander was the one who drove the supply truck, and then they quit the game.
0: Yeah, we because we didn't have a commander for a while. I feel like no,
1: yeah. So I think they because yeah, a guy in our team left straight up to go trolling. be the commander. Yeah, in our squad. Yeah, uh, and it turns out he was like a server admin. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like fuck me, man, just yeah. ridiculous shit. Like that—that that is the trade off that I think you get. With those, with the, these robust, uh, amazing uh, team play games, is when you give mm-hmm. players enough freedom uh, to construct that epic path to victory. You know, like like you were talking about last week. You know, with battlefield moments, right? When you give players enough room to construct their own battlefield moments, they will wind up being. So much more amazing, uh, mm. but you also have to deal like the the incredible highs will come with some, some pretty spectacular lows, and I guess that's why Battlefield as a series has trended away to the more action. Uh, yeah, well, or the, well, the the less constructed Battlefield moments. Yeah. You know, you still have Battlefield moments, but they're nowhere near as epic. It's to avoid those divots. Hmm. I guess it makes sense, but it does make it I don't know, less disappointing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there was like some good maps on there. We played that, oh. uh, the one we played last night with the fog and like the burnt forest. And we were yeah. like trying to get into that bunker and like getting yeah. absolutely nowhere. But the, the, the fights getting to that was really cool. Um,
1: and you like you made
0: that fucking belt in
1: onto that bunker and you were there alone like holding literally holding back uh, like the the enemy or like the, the yeah. last ditch effort I think we had like seven minutes left and you're on that fucking bunker shooting everyone you clear a path I get a fucking outpost down and like our team our squad spawns in and like holy shit we might actually do this. We fucking inch our way in on the cap and we're actually doing it. We're actually capping and then they managed to get like an entire team like multiple squads came over just to clear us out. Uh and we still managed to get in one more time, but that was fucking yeah, that was epic. That was fucking amazing. Um and like yeah. the protracted fight we had around that factory. Uh, um, we were just like hunting we were hunting out uh, a lone squad that was carving up our back line and we were doing a bit of counter uh, work mm. on that one. And yeah, that was an epic back and forth between two, two squads that were right. clearly thinking on another level.
0: Yeah. That was <clears throat> um Like some of the UI changes, uh, I, I can now see when the... Um, the commander is doing things <laughs> like like ah oh, yep. there's a bombing run coming and like yep. there's little things on the map now that show you when they're coming and and uh which direction they're heading in and like uh which is super helpful because they used to just show up before and you'd be like is that one of ours or is that like an enemy team or like what is going on but now you can just look at the map and be like oh yeah cool that's our bombing run this is the yep. line that it's coming in on um so that stuff is really helpful uh they've got like a, a spawn list now which is also really helpful it's not um i don't like you it you know it, maybe it's got some uh, some work to be done to like yeah list it a bit better but it's good that it's there you can sort of just hover over it and it'll show you where it, that is on the map which is good um just because usually you kind of just like looking at this map and being like clicking on things and being like nope that's not my spawn location all right like my t- my team's out op um, yep. or like where should I be spawning what I, what I would like to see is maybe some um, uh, some measurements on those uh, that list to say like I don't know like if you're going, going for a cap point like how far away from the cap point is that location rather than just being like here's a list of spawn points I think the easiest I'll, way, I'll way on would one be
1: distance from squad lead that'd be the easiest way to do it
0: right but it's- what if you're dead or something like that
1: but how how would you know?
0: Maybe uh, just put two distance from squad lead, distance from objective. Yeah, well, yeah. I know there's two objectives sometimes, or yeah. multiple objectives, but there's got to be a better way to closest present data. that information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll yeah. get there.
1: I like I don't know if you noticed, but you can see every outpost in that list. You do not need to see outposts. You can't fucking spawn on in that list. That is, yeah, absolutely pointless. Uh,
0: utterly unhelpful. Yeah, yeah um anyway still having fun with it lots of cool things going on yeah uh it it seems like um yeah it's definitely my type of game i'm I'm having a lot of fun with it all right there you go i didn't write down the time for that one but we can guess 220 boom um all right let's do some news it's a uh, blast through some of these, not a whole lot going on, but to kick things off, we've got Bloomberg uh, did a report that said multiple people are familiar with the Nintendo or Nintendo's plan uh, is that the new switch will take advantage of Nvidia's DLSS technology. Um, Which
1: makes sense, right? Uh, the Tegra chip is core to yep. the switch uh, and the Tegra 2 uh, has those, um, those fucking AI chips that they've, they fucking love built into it so uh yeah that makes sense um dlss dlss is fucking phenomenal why wouldn't why wouldn't it take advantage anything that can help it maybe maybe the new switch will be able to play uh breath of the wild at 60 frames just like the wii u emulator is capable of doing it
0: (laughs) um yeah yeah I think this is the um the the biggest mistake that these consoles have done this year or this time around is that they don't they've gone with AMD and AMD doesn't have a solution to that. Um yeah. Yeah. At this point at least when they come out with their pro you know SKUs or whatever it is they they they'll call them maybe we'll have something by by then but yeah. For the next 3 or 4 years this is what you got. Um, yeah. So I think it's a bit of a mistake. Uh, anyway, that's that. That sounds cool. Um, all right, next up, we've got Amazon games opens up a new development studio in Montreal, uh, headed by the, uh, founding members of, uh, industry veterans, including, uh, Luke Bouchard, um, who is the head of production, Xavier Marquez, who is the creative director, Alexander Remy, who is the head of product and remain, uh, Rima, who is the content director and these might be some familiar names because I've interviewed a bunch of these guys um, in the past because they are the core development team for Rainbow Six Siege,
1: mm.
0: the um, uh, tactical shooter that we have talked about quite a lot on a this lot. show. So they've yep. left Ubisoft and gone gone along and taken in some big bucks over at Amazon yeah. to make a multiplayer f- shooter. I would assume. <laughs> um
1: you, yeah you would assume um i think the only thing that needs to happen is amazon needs to trust these dudes to fucking do their jobs uh which uh based on reports of their maybe never coming out mmo uh yeah has not traditionally been the way that they did shit uh, apparently they right. were micromanaging the fuck out of that and uh, they micromanaged it into the dirt so hopefully they've learned their mistake and will allow these guys to create something uh, as opposed to, yeah, fucking it up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's a big surprise. Obviously, all the, a bunch of these guys stepped away from Rainbow uh the end of last year. We talked about it. I yeah. kind of just assumed that they'd moved on to something else at Ubisoft, and I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but it seems like Amazon came in and I was think. like, hey, you want some money?
1: We can Yo, give coach. you some
0: money. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited to see what those guys do. They made an awesome game with Rainbow Six Siege, which um, hit new records on Steam this week as well. Um, uh, like in terms of player counts, it's currently fourth on Steam as of today, which is huge. huge. Yeah. Um, awesome. It nearly cracked two hundred thousand peak players on Steam alone, which is, which is huge. That's not that's not counting like the Ubisofts platform or the console or anything like that so yeah, yeah. that's that's massive that is huge big numbers uh,
1: yeah
0: cool alright next up we've got uh, Disco Elysium has been refused classification in Australia um, what, what was this for what was the reasoning behind it
1: uh, the usual stuff in this case uh, it is uh, drug use uh, yep. I believe primarily drug use uh, as related to uh, rewards um, yeah, it's. I I wanted this one up there because it feels like I don't know. I just I feel very cynical. Uh, this this feels like a I don't know marketing stunt to me. Um, because Disco Elysium didn't get fucking refused classification when it first came out. Uh, I don't know if they had to go through the board, um, but. For it to suddenly hit the board, and I assume they would have had to actually go to the board because they did change the rules for online purchases. They yeah, because
0: they the classification board changed the way you submit games. It used to be it was like an online form, and maybe that's where it's triggered it, Um, as opposed to having someone sit down and play this thing. It's so.
1: meaningless you can still buy it anywhere online uh still loan it on steam like
0: and i'm sure this thing goes through anyway like once someone sits down and checks it out yeah exactly this is probably just just... an automatic thing that's popped up like a form someone's filled out and it's gone nope and so it's hit the system and then the sites websites have picked it up and been like it's been banned and it hasn't so
1: yeah anyway uh just just seemed like a cynical attempt to gets impressed
0: anyway next next up we got gotham knights has been pushed back to 2022 um this is the game that has been teased which we've talked about on here numerous times i think they started teasing this game in 2019 um it's been a long time but it's now been uh uh, moved to next year um this is the game uh, featuring some of the uh, side characters from the batman universe (laughs) um (laughs) This is the Montreal uh, uh, game. It, this is not the um, Rock Rocksteady Batman game. Um, is is this kind of surprising to you, or is is this going to be a recurring trend we see this year?
1: Uh, I do. I like. I'm disappointed, but I'm not terribly surprised. Um, yeah, I don't like seeing. I was excited for this game. I was hoping it would come out, but um, yeah, I didn't want it. Uh, to get delayed, I think we might see more of it a couple of times. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they they get to use the time well, and um, yeah, it it does fantastic uh things for the the Arkham universe, because I love that universe. So that
0: yeah, for sure. Hasn't been treated um, next up, the last story we've got here, I think, yep, is the uh, the new PlayStation VR controller has been revealed. So we talked about the uh, next generation uh, PlayStation VR, which is uh, something they announced recently. And uh, the word on the street was they were sending out... Um, prototypes and things like that out to developers to start working on this stuff. And uh, Sony has listed or at least shown off the controller at this stage, which looks very different to what they did on the original one, um, which used the move controllers uh, as a form of interacting with the game. Um, I think this one looks really interesting. I don't like the design of it, but I like the stuff, the technology that it's got, like the technology behind it is really strong. Um, Yeah. The things that it's doing so it's like they're, de- they're describing it as this orb design which kind yeah. of covers your wrist um and I'm, I'm assuming that is maybe doing some sort of tracking as well using the headset maybe not but we will see um <clears throat> the uh the main features of this thing it will have adaptive triggers and haptic feedback which is uh, some big things that the playstation dual sense uses Um, So, when you press those triggers in, you'll get a bit of resistance. That stuff is really cool. We're not really, like, I I feel like we're not really seeing that on other VR devices. So, that's really cool. Um, They've got uh, finger touch detection, which can detect really slight movements with your fingers. Um, Some of the controllers uh, at the moment do that. I think my Vive, not Vive, I don't know what the fuck I've got anymore, Oculus, Oculus. Um, (laughs) does that, which is cool. Um. Oh, and it says here the VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset. So there you go. Yeah. Using the ring. That's what. I just assumed and didn't. I didn't read any of this stuff. I looked at the pictures, um, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, what's your thoughts on this? Like, does this look? Is this more interesting than you than than using a uh, a move controller as your input? Oh,
1: way better. Such so much better. An idea. Uh, the one thing that I hope is, is it looks a little flimsy. I'm worried about the structural integrity because I don't know if you've done this, but uh, I've definitely hit the wall uh, once or twice, or hit things, yeah, once or twice, uh, and uh, yeah, this thing doesn't look like it would stand up to much of that. Which, yeah, yeah worth worth
0: uh, looking <clears throat> into. I mean, for me, the the main thing is the uh, it looks a little bulky for this. They're obviously using this ring orb, as they're calling it, to track um, hand movement and stuff like that. But also, it just seems a little bulky. Like if you're grabbing something and putting it up towards your face, you're going to hit that headset. I've I've come pretty close to doing that with mine because like my controllers, as you can see, it's got this loop um, which kind of surrounds your wrist or your hand. It's not big. But if you're trying to grab something and put it up towards your face, yep. you've got to be careful of that. And and yeah. this controller in particular for the, the PlayStation VR looks a bit bulkier. Like mm. there's more places where that can happen. So uh, yeah. that's my yeah. It does so. Yeah,
1: That that is actually a really good point. I, I didn't think of that. Yeah, and I was more thinking about those parts in between the bulk where it looks like it... I don't know. I'm a little worried, but... It looks fine to me. Okay. Yeah. All right, I mean, but yeah, you, it seems sturdy. You, you punch things in your room like a winner, baby. And I fucking I get in there. <laughs> you I give them the girl fucking fist too. That's it. Give them the fist. Yeah. Them. Right. Um, anyway, good stuff. Hey, Sony's in.
0: Sony's in for VR. Yeah, they're all going right.
1: all in. Uh, any questions? Quickly. We do have questions. Uh, Johnny Bravo writes... Hey, gents, I used to watch Survivor on TV pretty religiously for the first 10-ish seasons. I checked. They've done 40? What?! Imagine my excitement when Australian Survivor was announced. However, expectations minus reality equals disappointment, and I remember going from the multi-million dollar budgeted US Survivor to the dollar shop Australian Survivor. It was like flying Qantas business class and returning on Jetstar economy, or staying at the Novotel for half a trip and then moving to the Ibis. One of the challenges in Australian Survivor was that they had to shoot this flying arrow into a rope, set the rope on fire, which was holding something, then the rope would snap and whatever would drop. But El Budjo Survivor didn't think it through, and the ropes literally took six hours to burn through. So us, the viewers, got to watch 20 minutes of rope burning highlights. With PAX <laughs> Oz going ahead, what the fuck? <laughs> what? What a preamble. This is a world-class preamble. Uh, with PAX Oz going ahead with the current travel restrictions, do you think that this will be the Australian survivor of PAX? I've never been to a PAX, so pretty keen to go one day. Unsure if I commit to this one, it will just disappoint. Love, JB. So is the question, are you asking, I think he's asking, yeah. will it be a bodge job, PAX? Uh, yeah. mm, interesting. I actually don't think so. Really? I think that a lot of uh, PR companies have dramatically uh, underused their budgets uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, And I think that they may be looking for an excuse to use those budgets where they can. uh, And PAX might actually wind up being one of those places where they get an opportunity to spend some fucking money that they desperately sure. need to. Because budgets, you know how budgets work. You know, anything you don't spend in your budget, uh, doesn't get you don't get it next time. It they back. don't Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So spend all your budget you can. I think they'll be looking for an excuse to spend that budget. Um so I think it might wind up being a pretty extravagant PAX. Uh I'm
0: gonna disagree with you. All right. <laughs> I think it sounds that like a bet. It sounds like a bet, Luke. The way I'm thinking about it is a lot of these companies are, are global companies and yeah. if they've got a directive from from uh, their head of whoever is running it to be like, we're not doing events. Like, I don't care where it is, like in Australia where um, it's not a huge problem. But if it comes down to like something happens in Australia at that event where there's some sort of outbreak or something, I don't know, that is tracked back to... PAX, that's not good. I feel like that's bad PR for that company. Maybe. For those companies that have jumped on and been like, hey, we're going to help them host this event during a global pandemic. Um, and so I feel like they ga- packs is still going to happen, obviously. I just yep. don't think you're going to get the big companies coming in. There's going to be no, unless they lift up the travel restrictions, as far as I'm aware, that's not happening until the end of the year. Like, yep. You're not going to have any international guests coming through, so you're not going to have those people that usually come along to these type of things that show off those big games and like producers and creative directors or or writers or designers. I feel like it's going to be very local this year.
1: Uh, You know what? That is actually really good reasoning. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't disagree (laughs) with you. I think you've got a really good point. I reckon we bet. I reckon we make a bet. I don't know what we bet for. Hold Uh, on.
0: This is, this sounds like you've got inside knowledge. I I I don't don't have inside
1: knowledge. I do not have inside. Oh, he's fucking scared. Listen to him. He's scared. (laughs) I don't have inside knowledge. Like this is just this is my gut against your gut, and I've got a bigger gut, mate. Yeah, Uh, I reckon we make a bet. We can decide on the stakes later if you would prefer.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bet. Sure. Bet. What is the bet? How do we judge this? I don't know. Scale and pomp of scale. Well, it's obviously going to be a lower scale, so I win automatically. Well, see? It sounds like you're confident. Let's make this bet. I am confident. I know it's going to be a smaller scale event. Absolutely.
1: Uh, like scale in terms of like grandiosity, not, not fucking number of people. Grandiosity as well. is what we're betting on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> then make the bet. Then make the fucking bet. This sure, is what it. I was, this is what I was talking about with fucking King's Dilemma, right? You think I want some devious shit, right? And I'm fucking, I'm working up here. I've never worked up here. I've always worked in the gutter. I've always been pretty clear about working in the gutter. I am a gutter troll. That is all I've ever been. I don't then understand why you think I'm on some devious shit.
0: Is, is the bet, like, is the bet that if they can get a panel, because a couple of years back in a PAX, I saw a panel with Chris Roberts on it. And and then like they can't get that high caliber of talent back again, right that is right? That, dude's, that is that the dude's pinnacle. worth
1: like four hundred million dollars <laughs> um, and the rest of the people on this panel too, right like what a fucking panel uh, throw away one of them had really good shoes. <laughs> what are they doing
0: <laughs> What are these people doing anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of them had really good shoes, and that's all that matters um. Yeah. Uh so yeah, bet. Bet is on. The bet is on. You heard it here. Luke is confident. It will not be a very grandiose scale event. Um yeah.
0: excellent. Okay, cool. Cool. cool if
1: cool, it cool. happens
0: at all. Could you imagine if they get a day into this thing and there's an outbreak in Melbourne and Melbourne just shuts down? Like what then? Um, do they refund all the tickets? Have they I haven't looked into any of this stuff. I would assume so. I've-
1: I've been looking into it and I'll either be staying with gray squirrel or MorKai. Yeah. yeah. I haven't worked it out yet. I'm extremely allergic to cats. Uh, okay. And morkai kind has of got cats, <clears throat> but gray squirrel has got a baby. So it's hard to fucking but can't tell. Can't you just use yeah. the
0: bubble you'll take with you and just roll around in that? <laughs> the bubble. I'll just be the bubble boy. <laughs> it's yeah. moops. All right. Good. Good question. One question.
1: That was a good question. Um, Weird way to get there, but good question. Baz writes, following on from my last question, it seems that you uh, that as you say, the larger companies are too scared to try anything um, that has any risk. They sit snugly in their warm bed, knowing how well they will sell the next cod, battlefield, FIFA, Wow, X Pack, etc. But are too afraid to try something different. And when uh, some of them do try something outside the safety of their warm bed, e.g. Cyberpunk, and it doesn't live up to expectations, the other large studio balls shrivel up at the thought of getting out of the warm bed. And I feel like Baz wrote this while it was extremely rainy. And he was like snuggled in his warm bed. That's what I'm getting <laughs> out of this. Anyway, um, uh, getting out of the warm bed and say to the free thinkers within the company, told you so, look what happened to them. It seems that the acquisition of an indie studio, in some cases another large studio that managed to have an idea that prevails above the rest, albeit a short time, is a far safer business model than actually getting out of their warm beds and taking a risk. Anyway... Uh, I guess I'm just tired of the next COD, Diablo, Assassin's Creed, Battlefield, GTA, EA Sports game, and I am concerned that a huge amount of current and future resources of talented people in this industry are going towards these games rather than innovative ideas. Am I crazy, or is this a genuine concern for the future of the industry? Uh, I don't think it is a genuine concern because it hasn't stopped. Like... Video games continue to get bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, but it hasn't burst yet. Yet. Well, I don't think it's a bubble. I don't think it's a bubble, right? I think it is a growing uh, platform f- for for entertainment. Like it's a growing entertainment platform. Uh, but like, if you look at the examples of what people are playing, uh, I don't. I don't think there's reason for concern for this. Uh, because by and large, people appear to, like, you know, you've got your, as you were saying last time, Baz, uh, Valheim, right? As an example of, you know, five people can make a game uh, that will capture the imagination of loads and loads of people. But, like, even outside of that, we've got Rust, uh, Rocket League... um, Bloons TD what the fuck why is everyone playing Bloons TD weird <laughs> just- uh dead by daylight starzy valley these they, these are all indie games technically uh Rocket League obviously got bought out but they were an indie game when they fucking made it so Onyx, uh was independent of any publisher when they they created it like it, it is uh a situation where like I think we will always uh, I'm like I'm not going to lie I'm excited for the next fucking Diablo, the next fucking Battlefield, the next fucking GTA. I Call want the these duty. fucking games. Yeah. I'm I'm amped for them. I I don't think that... Uh, I personally don't think that like innovation has stagnated. I think to put GTA up against Cyberpunk and come away with the expectation that somehow Cyberpunk proves f- there's failure, I think Cyberpunk failed all on its own, right? I don't think Cyberpunk did anything outside of the safety of its warm bed. That was... Hmm. All of those failures... Were evident of them attempting to do Witcher things, something they haven't done before. Yeah, uh, but in a way they hadn't done it before. That was that's not failure innovation. That's like yeah, that's just biting off more than they could chew. Like yeah. they were trying to do yeah, they had they had it with The Witcher, and then they're like, well, we can do that and Grand Theft Auto at the same time. I yeah. don't think that's innovation necessarily. It's just yeah. Like, Like,
0: y- you look at, well, I think so- Cyberpunk's a perfect example. You look at, we're running out of time. Um, you look That's at uh, games like the, some of those that he's listed Assassin's Creed, GTA, um, Call of Duty. They are built on a foundation that has exi- existed before, right? They're borrowing um, gameplay designs and fundamentals and mechanics and things that have been uh, done in games previous and they reiterate on them. You know, it's like when you used to play those. Um, uh, t- 15 years ago where you would play a game and it was like, this is powered by the uh, Quake engine or something like that. Like they're using stuff that has come before them and they're building upon mm. it, it. Whereas a game like Cyberpunk, that is, they don't have something to, like this is the first one of those that they've done, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that is a separate example. Obviously that is a huge, big scale game, but yeah. some of those other games that are on that list, like they've got decades of, Games that have come before that they built upon, like they kept building, building, and building all these extra mechanics and things that um, they that have proven that they work. So uh, that's why you see those large scale games. It's safer. It's such a safer bet for them because they it's, it's 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 so much cheaper than building a brand new game and and starting from scratch because it takes so much time to do. But you still
1: wind up seeing a significant amount of innovation. Maybe not in the Fifas. Uh, yeah. maybe not in the sports games not but in the uh, yearly release stuff yeah but in the games that take a little bit more time to gestate the Grand Theft Auto's or Battlefield's I think you do wind up seeing innovation I mean we don't know what fucking Battlefield 6 is going to bring yet but I'm extremely excited I think that's going to surprise people
0: manage. I feel like it's going to surprise people
1: I, uh, yeah. well I think it has to really uh, I think DICE has been uh, on the back foot for a little while now so yeah yeah, I um, have to but like yeah, outside of that, I I don't think that I don't think there is brain drain uh, of talented people being wasted on uh, on large scale games because there's like you know there are opportunities as Luke was saying in the news you know the Rainbow Six Siege team that's the fourth most popular fucking game and they've they got bought out by Amazon but even outside of that the third most popular game is fucking Valheim like. There, there is, there are opportunities. If I was worried about anything in the industry, it, it would be the effect Game Pass is going to have on value proposition concepts in video mm-hmm. games. Because we're going to wind up in a situation. That I worry that we're going to wind up in a situation where I'm like, well, I wouldn't pay thirty bucks for Undermine, but I would pay twenty bucks, or I can play it for the price of an Xbox Game Pass for PC subscription and just play it there, and then how much of that do they get? What percentage of that money do they get? Do they get an upfront price or what? And if that doesn't wind up, you know, exciting people from the outset, if that the, the money that m- they might get from Game Pass doesn't excite them, do we wind up, in a situation where, you know, music artists don't make money off selling songs anymore. They make money on live events. There's no live event for a fucking game uh, company. They can't mm. make a fucking... They can't do a concert, right? So if we wind up in a Spotify situation where where game devs are only getting cents on the fucking dollar out of their fucking games, that, that is a far greater concern for me. But...
0: Right. Uh, and it's about money as well. Like you end up with a, like a, an anthem, right? Where they they spend years and years and, and so much money on a game, and it just yeah. it it tanks, right? Yeah, and that's a huge amount of money lost. Um, some you know EA can afford to do that. I think
1: ba- you know, that Anthem is a great example of what Baz was talking about. Anthem, I think, might be the might be the proof of the of the pudding. That like I don't think you need to be worried about the future of the industry, but the example, like I think Anthem's a way better example uh, of of the trying to go go out of the warm bed. But I think that was, uh, you know, that was neutered by internal meddling. That was
0: Whedon cut and Andy Wilson getting his fingers all oh, in there. Fucking, Bloody Andy. He's like, I need more football cards. Get me more cards. Uh, Drew.
1: Actually it's Drew, isn't it? It's Drew Wilson. It's a real Dr. E three Wilson move. Oh. That's what they call him. Dr. E three Wilson. <laughs> um yeah. anyway. Um uh, good question, but go. uh yeah. I like I I don't know, man. Like I don't think you have to be concerned about the future of the industry unless yeah, you are a particularly done with every big name game like yeah if you really aren't excited for the new battlefield the new gta uh that's fair enough yeah maybe there other is, games out that you can play there is yeah but maybe there is cause for some concern uh in that i don't know what you get excited for but at the same time you can find something that will excite you in the present like it's a future concern uh as opposed to but there, there's a lot of present excitement mm. um that i'm sure will keep you going
0: until you uh maybe maybe baz is excited for prologue the uh the player unknowns next game whatever he's what, working on yeah it's, how could you not be no all right no Good questions. That's the podcast. Yeah, we got to get out questions. of here. Joe's got things to do. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows <laughs> Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. Please rate and review. The show helps other people find us. Uh, if you would like to send us questions, you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and uh, leave questions, playing games, chatting about all sorts of things going on. Uh, PGI is happening right now. People are talking about that. So check that out. That's good fun. It's huge. You also- In our
1: general channel, I, sent a, I, I dropped a link yeah. to the craziest fucking ending of one of the uh, games yesterday. Is that the 4v1? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Disgusting. It should not have happened. Uh, hilarious. Anyway. Yeah, I'm still... Um, still-
0: Still watching that. Uh, you can also find us on social media Facebook.com slash the GA podcast, Twitter.com slash the GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. Watch this podcast in video form. Um, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all those things we talked about, including past episodes and a few articles that uh, Job has written recently. Um, anything going up this week?
1: Yeah, I might talk about um, the. The idea of uh, what makes a game a battle royale. Uh, I've got it written Mm. out, but I'm trying to do a little bit more uh, complex video editing. So I am worried that I won't hit my Friday deadline, but I should make it. I should make
0: it. Uh, I've got one going up as well. Uh, It's called uh, Why Job Was Wrong About Anthem um, and Why It Is a Bad Game. (laughs) So keep an eye out for that. Why it isn't
1: awesome, as he said. Uh, (laughs) He called it awesome. Let's just be clear. Job said it. Anthem is awesome, uh, and then I've actually got another one going up. Uh, Luke is wrong about packs. I've got the inside scoop, and he already made the bet. That fucking idiot. I don't actually have an inside scoop. I do not. I want to make it clear.
0: I do not have. No the one inside believes scoop. you. Fuck Stop. off. Stop trying. Um, so that's the GA podcast.com. You can go there. Uh, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help keep uh, the website running and the podcast going. You can go to patreon.com the GA podcast, become a recurring member. We get the podcast a little bit earlier, um, usually a couple of hours after we finish recording. Uh, mm. So thank you to everyone who helps uh, support thanks this so site and show. Uh, greatly we appreciate it. And Anything you listens. want to pimp out for this? No, one? Just,
1: just that one thing. I think I may have something going up on ozgamers.com. Uh, yep. About the best VR games. Uh, Half Life Alex is in there. Even though I it, I'm i still the lowest score in the world on Metacritic
0: for that game. This is the uh, the uh, Half Life Alex is worse than Anthem. Here's why. <laughs> 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 we should get into that. I, I want to play some more Half Life Alex. i got that mod that um, I sent this to you guys. Wireshock. Keen to check that out. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that is the show. Um, uh, next week, I- I'm going to be playing some It Takes Two, hearing some really good things about that. I've got um, a new controller on the way that I ordered just before the show, so that should show up tomorrow. Cool. And uh, play some cop with that. Apparently, uh, Joseph Fares? Fares? I can't remember his Fares. name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but maybe he was right about this game, so... You're calling out Job on the podcast live, uh, yep. and about Straight. to put him to shame. So I
1: heard, I heard he was wrong, but let's let's see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next week.
1: Love you. Bye.